And right. what did you Google to find that? Just curious, what's in your browser history? Dick now? nose. Rob Schneider penis nose movie. And welcome to the ADC Horror Cast. This is the Creative Detailed Podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And if I move, I'll shit, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's not just some random pervert. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a Mark pick. We watched a 2019 flick. We watched The Perfection, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And double fair warning, that matters a lot for this movie. <laughs> whole so lot. ye have been warned. Does it not? I said a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, this it matters is, a lot. This is I one of those said, ones on. where it matters <laughs> oh, no, a lot. Oh, no, no, a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, I'm not going to talk about the Patreon this week. Instead, this week, I'm going to talk about reviews. We haven't had a good review in a while. We haven't had any reviews in a while. The last review on there is from, like, a year ago. Some Jagov gave us two stars and said, I used to like these guys, but then they started linking to Black Lives Matters charity. Cool. So now I'm not listening to them because they're controlled by the corporate overlords. So let's get some fresh blood in that Which reviewing game. We all. That's our last review. <laughs> That's the most recent review Oh, my review God. Okay, listeners, we don't actually don't ask you for a lot. Just please if, look, paste if you like over the that show, guy. All we ask is that you hang out with us, you have fun, and if you can, toss us a review. It's not that hard. Um, and also, I'm definitely not going to stop pointing people at blacklivesmatters.card.co. I'll do it again. That's a list of resources of ways you <laughs> Don't can help push fight me. systemic racial injustice. <laughs> I'll do, do it. Do something you can for someone who needs it. But boys, hopefully everybody can have some fun in the horror world with us for the next little bit. And you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk parts. And that's score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. Your movie, your beers. What beers for fears did you get here? You know... I, I do think it's funny that he gave us two stars. I think that's a sign that we can all, you know, compromise in the end. <laughs> he said, yeah, he, he didn't give us the lowest star. He didn't give us no one because he used to like us, you know, <laughs> before we got taken over by corporate overlords. Gotcha. Um, I am drinking a beer by the Tricksters Brewing Company. The brewing company here is probably the most important part of it. This is a movie heavily about a specific trickster uh, and the, you know, then she recruits multiple people into her web of tricksters to execute the rest of the plot. The, the other Lots of tricks. Lots of tricks in this movie. Yeah. Not a lot of treats. Lots of tricks. The other half of this is J-Box, which is short for ju- uh, Jukebox. The Jukebox on the cover. Or Juice Box. Or Juice Box, but Jukebox is on the can art here. <laughs> and uh, this is a movie that heavily features music, mostly classical. But we'll get into this a little bit later. One of the reasons I picked this, one of the reasons this one sticks in my brain is because of the two licensed songs that are also on the soundtrack. So there you go. Music and tricks. It would be, those are the types that are, you find on many a jukebox, I'm sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly. Deuce right. Mob. I want to find those. those Very those, nice, Mark. Those juice boxes. <laughs> those juices juice, boxes. Juke, juke, yeah, juke. please, Jake. I said juice also. Yes, I'm all over did. the goddamn place. Yeah, I think place. you said juices boxes. I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The record will Jake, show. Yeah, how'd dude. you save yourself by talking about your beers for these fears? Sure, I'm actually pretty happy with this one. So I think the objective, like the correct pick based on what happens in the movie would probably be Baiju, but I don't really like Baiju, so I didn't take the effort to go and get, try to get some. Uh, what I did get was a beer. My beer is is the brewery is also the most important part here. It's, it's uh, by Young Master Brewing. This okay. is a movie featuring young 
master cellists. So that's the big part. This is Jade Scorpion, which is a green peppercorn pilsner. Oh, yeah. And it's like I said, it's by Young Master Brewing, which is in Hong Kong, China. So I'm liking the selection a lot. I'm going to see if I like the beer a lot. Not bad. It's more than not bad. Give me something. Give me something better than not bad it, for that. You did a very good job, dude. Thank you. Jake it's, Beijing it's... beer is solid. Now, Jake. What, Jack? You mentioned what the objectively correct pick here was. And I mean, I it's, some... what's, it's what it happens. It's what you see in the movie. I got myself a little bottle of Baijiu. I'll talk about that in a second. Because I also got a beer. The beer is less relevant. But I am drinking a Tsunami IPA by the Hilo Brewing Company. Because a tsunami comes in and disrupts everything and shakes up the whole world. And this movie has multiple, like paradigm shifting transition points where everything gets all shaken up and there's a literal record scratch. So that's the best I could do for the beer. But (laughs) the more important thing is I got myself this nice little bottle of Baijiu. I'm told though there's no English, there's no like English characters on this. I can discern that this is Langju Baijiu. The person at the store told me I had to go to like a couple of different places. I ended up having to go to Don Quixote, which is a, very strange Asian market here in Honolulu. If you ever come to Honolulu, fucking go to Don Quixote. That place is buck wild. Super fun. They had a couple of bottles of Baijiu. I picked one. So I got this nice little bottle. And I'm going to pour myself a little shot because I also read it is a sipping. Have uh, you ever had Baijiu? No, I haven't. But I've heard it's a shooting liquor. Um, you just said sipping and then you said shooting. I, yeah, I, was, wrong about, I was wrong about sipping. It's not okay. a sipping liquor. I can't say that when I've had it, it was in an environment where it was being shot. Well... I just know what the internet told me. Okay, well. I would also um, like to just I know provide what a life quick experience update. told me. What? I would just also like to provide a quick update that I had a sip of, of Jake's peppercorn beer, and it is delightful. Tastes like tea. It's a little weird. Yeah. It does taste a lot like tea. Tastes like green tea. If you just served that to me in a cup, I would have been like, and then you told me it was beer, I would have called you a liar. And green day, peppercorn I don't tattoo. like the way it smells, but Update, here we go. I don't like the way Baiju tastes. <laughs> chin chin, boys. <laughs> no. Not for me. Shit, shit. Could you? Well, yeah, Ooh. sorghum is terrible. Could so, yeah, you it's fermented sorghum? Could Ooh. you make a fireball out of it? Just I, add some Tabasco to it. See what happens. Ugh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's like sickly sweet. Ooh, well, I'm happy. Like yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm happy you were able to get some. Yeah, that's cool. Anyway, so someone needed I got to tsunami IPA and some baijiu, because um, that's what they drink in the movie is baijiu. Um, now, boys, drinking beers and watching the horror movie The Perfection isn't the only thing we've done for the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other horror stuff. So why don't we talk about what's been rocking our horror world starting maybe with paying up on Lost Beers for Fears. I don't have any. Do either of you? I do. I do. Yeah, okay. Let's cue that sound effect. Mmm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot! You suck, you jackass. All right, Jake, let's start with you this time. What you got? I got St. Maud. I said I was going to pick this from the selection. I could have been either District 9, because I didn't watch District 9 yep. famously, or uh, St. <laughs> Maud. And this was kind of one of those polls where it was like, look, make him watch the fucking movie he didn't watch, or write in. And particular Patreon member John wrote in St. Maud, and he straight up, he kind of, he didn't call me out, but he kind of called me out. He's like, I can't believe Jake hasn't weighed in on this because it's like exactly his type of thing. It is your, I, and is I'm wondering, I'm wondering ish. like what angle he was taking on the, it being my type of thing. Is it like, because it's a 24 and the a 24 ness is there. Is it because it's more of like, a, I'm re we are not spoiling movies in this section. So this is going to be a little bit of a hard one to 
tiptoe around? Is it because it's more of a weird mental game that's At- happening in the movie? Atmospheric, slow, bor- slow, slow burn, burn, psychological sure. horror. Yeah. And A24, so maybe all of them together. It's a, it's a. Yeah, do you like A24 all that much? Uh, I would say more often than not, but I think it's hard to say. I love everything A24 puts out. That, I yeah, that would be would impossible say that. to say, I think. Yeah. I love I, the swings they take. I think, yeah. I think the movies think, you like seem like they could be A24, okay, but the overlap of A24 movies you actually like is pretty low. I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. Yeah. Um. And kind of like what you just said, I, well, what I was thinking about saying was I respect A24 more than I like it. That's kind of how I feel about St. Maud yep. in the end. So yep. this is an exceptionally well-put-together movie. Like, holy shit, Rose Glass, like, round of applause. Really, really tightly put together, very uh, disturbing thing that you did that just didn't end up being for me. Like, I'm huh. able to, to look at this movie take a step back and like realize how good it is um again trying not to spoil it but this this really circles on in on the situation that a young woman is in and i like the approach it takes where i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that this is kind of a bit of a descent into madness type movie unreliable narrator thing going on i think after having watched this like two weeks ago what doesn't really do it for me with this one is that i just don't particularly like having to sit through the experience of a movie that is this centered on religion I, and someone's I, that's exactly someone's experience with, with religion. Everything else, as I've thought about it, I like. Mm-hmm. I also really like the way that at the end, I think it makes a pretty firm statement on its position towards the whole events of the movie and what that means in terms of religion. Not going to say anything else about that, but there is a distinct punctuation that is put on this at the end that I quite enjoyed, but the viewing experience over the course of whatever it was, it was almost two hours, I think, was not particularly enjoyable. And it's not just because it's disturbing. I can't remember. Okay, I I will say that this one has sort of planted its seed in my brain a little bit. There's an outside chance that I catch wind of this again in like a year, and I'm far enough removed from my viewing experience Uh that I'm like, you know what, I kind of want to go back and watch that Take another go. It's 84 minutes, so me saying it was almost two hours long is indicative of the way in which this kind of hits and a bit of the pacing, which I typically like. I mean, it is slow burn. It's very disturbing. All of that's good. It's the framework with Christianity and what this is doing to this young woman, I'll say, is just not enjoyable for me. The internet tells me this is an hour and 24 minutes. I literally just said it was... I literally just said those things. All of those things. Well, shit. (laughs) Well, he's so busy. He's so busy sleuthing that he's not listening to the events that are taking place. Slu- Does it count as sleuthing when it's you Google one thing and it's like the first <laughs> and he thing neglects that pops up? to listen to me saying that same one thing? <laughs> anyway, reading more about Baiju. I so yeah, I think it's a good recommendation from John. I'm happy I watched it. I've circled in on it just being that really overt religious bent to the movie that's not for me. Interesting. That's Happy also I got me it. curious. What do you think the best, like, just overall best A24 movie? Is it is it uh, Ex Machina? It's probably Ex Machina, right? Maybe Hereditary? Those two are kind of neck and neck for me. I mean, definitely Hereditary I, would be over Ex Machina, although I do like Ex Machina. I need to look at a full I'd list. I need to see a full list, but I think it's hard for me to say not Hereditary. hereditary? Yeah. yeah. Her, I mean, Hereditary is a pretty fucking good movie. Yeah. Yeah, so is Ex Machina, though. Either way. Anyway, Mark, what do you got? 
I'm just Googling now to see what other things. I, I mean, Moonlight and Lady Bird are also on there and not obviously in the horror Well, realm, let's talk but... about, like, yeah, A24 horror movies more so. Well, right? Ex-Machina like, isn't really a horror movie. I don't think it is. So they're... there you go. It's hereditary. <laughs> we knocked off all but the I other mean, ones. Best, yeah, their their recent run is so good, though, because they did Hereditary and Midsommar and The Lighthouse, and, like, those are all exceptionally weird fucking movies. Hereditary is the most normal by a long shot. Uncut Gems is also a very weird movie and very good. Not horror, I don't think. Only it's, anxiety horror. <laughs> yeah, it's anxiety porn. It feels horrifying. Um, it comes at night. Under Under the Silver Lake would be Jack, the other one. you just one. watched Killing of a Sacred Deer. That's A24. Yep, absolutely. That one's I mean, I, you know, I think the thing about best. A24 is they their selection is sundry enough that you can't really pick a best because they do, they're competing in different categories. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> even within the horror world, like you can't really compare. It's apples to oranges to pineapples. <laughs> yeah, I mean, try to compare the lighthouse to fucking hereditary. You can't do it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I had to watch a movie called Lake of Death because I lost for Thelma, and I don't know if this was movies about the outdoors or foreign, foreign like Norse movies, but this falls into both categories. So there you go. Um, Lake of Death, I believe, is. I should have looked this up beforehand, but I believe it's Norwegian. Yeah. You agreed with me before I said the end of my sentence, so I'm really hoping you actually <laughs> knew No, that. I was just going to agree with whatever you said. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate that level yeah. of support. I really thought... I mean, I remember this coming out uh, when we covered it on HRR in, I don't know, two years ago, and I really thought this was going to be, like, just sort of a watchable experience that uh, I, I got through, and it was like you know so so this was much better than i realized <laughs> now i it's not it's not like transcendent you don't need to go out and watch this right now but if you're looking for sort of like a cabin in the woods type vibe like a uh you know just sort of a group of teens in a cabin by a lake and spooky things happen I shouldn't. I'm. I guess it's a little bit of a misdirect to say cabin in the woods because it doesn't get into like the meta levels, but it's just sort of like generic slasher type vibes, mm-hmm. like a Jason whatever that was Friday the Thirteenth two thousand nine remake, or like a less gory Cabin Fever type vibe. Um, and it's been a minute since I've like gone through the spin cycle of one of those things, and it was it was refreshing, and I I thought the pacing was. Not too slow, not too fast. They did a pretty good job with it. It's it, This has a lot of DNA of other movies that we liked in it as well that I don't really want to give away because I feel like that might be a little bit of a spoiler sure. to go down that path. But uh, surprisingly good experience. You know, nice. I thought this was going to be schlocky B-level nonsense, and it wasn't. It was actually quite good. Awesome. You can watch it on Shudder. And nice. the movie's, okay, the movie's name ask. again is Lake of Death. And it's Norwegian. And it's Norwegian. Wow. I guessed correctly. Jake confirmed while while I was talking. So Jake confirmed you... with no additional knowledge. I knew. No, he actually. What I'm saying is, he was looking it up while I was talking. I also do. I, I pretending I, I, the, to look the it deep up. recesses of my brain remembered because I created the poll. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that you agreed with me before I said. I don't. What else did you possibly have to add to that statement? I could have said Finnish. I could have said Swedish. You said you said Chinese. You no. You no, agreed. What I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> is, you said yes before I had started saying the sounds of the country that it. Comes I don't from. think so. In my you brain, nodded. you'd already said Norway. <laughs> Jake, you nodded before he said Norwegian, but he didn't say anything verbal. So the listener will have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, you guys, you're splitting hairs, man. (laughs) That's just me acknowledging that he's talking. Like that's hey, let's cue Scatman. That's active (laughs) listening. If you fucking tried, 
active man, listening. Now. I'm active listening right now. I'm agreeing to your predicting. I I will say that I have been in situations where I'm so like thinking so much about the question I assume the person's going to ask me and my answer to it that I don't listen to the, any of the words they actually say at me. I do that all the time. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, but that wasn't even close to the question I asked. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> Scatman. Scatman's world. All right, boys, I've got four to talk about in regular Rocking Horror Worlds. Tell me the where I should fall in our order here. First. Yes, okay. First one I want to talk about is a movie called Sun. This is a movie on Hell Shutter. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, never mind. I'm think S O N is what you're talking about. S O N. Yes, this is that a movie I, is called S U N. What I movie? was thinking sunshine or sunlight or whatever that one was from like 2011, what? where the sun's gonna explode and they go up on, in the spaceship. Have you never seen that? No, I haven't fucking seen that. Oh, it's a good sci-fi horror movie. We should probably put that one on the list. Oh my god. <laughs> Continue. Either way, this is not that movie. This is very recent. I don't know if it's. 2021 or 2020. I don't know when Shudder got the rights to it. Or forgot I feel like I remember it. Yeah. Whatever. I remember um, from Hog Rocking Horror World. What's the conceit? This is uh, a a mother who uh, her son is born in a, under circumstances where she might not want her son to be born, but then she's raising him as a single mother and okay. he starts to get very sick and she goes to lengths to keep him safe and healthy and some stuff's going on with her son. I, I, I don't want to spoil it. There's, yeah, don't spoil like, it. One word. Um, that Don't would, use it. it yeah, it beca- it's. I'll tell. You, I, I won't spoil it. But the it word become, is girl. <laughs> it isn't. But it becomes clear very on what very early on what's going on. It's a pretty good movie. Um, the it, demon. It, again, the one word that I'm not saying because it would spoil it. That becomes clear way earlier than the movie thinks it's become clear. Then so it it's should like be. sticking, yeah. like it's hinting at stuff halfway through, continuing to hint when it's like, we're all very aware of what's going on right Democrat. now. I feel like I vaguely remember this trailer and I remember being aware of what it was in the trailer. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think the trailer probably gives it away. But the movie continues to like hint at it and like, oh, what do you think's going on here? And it's like, oh. Yeah, I know what this um, is. Yeah, It's I know pretty good. Um, it's uh, it's pretty small, like, you know, kind of a small movie. There's not a ton going on here, but it's it's well done for what it is. Um, I haven't seen a like a birth scene in a horror movie in a minute, but they get pretty explicit in a birth scene, which is very distressing. That's a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it's uh, it's one. I watched it because it was just on shutter like here's what you should watch on shutter's main page <laughs> minimal efforts circumstances i recommend watching it it's worth pushing watching buttons those, too but here's, here's what's good about that though I, I do love the laziness of the of the whole approach but the other thing that i really <laughs> have taken to like about shutter or any other like landing horror page of uh whatever other streaming thing is if you are on there and the first thing you see is a movie you haven't like seen much of or heard of and you just go you're taking yeah. a blind dive and you don't know what you're getting and that's fun as hell Totally. Absolutely. Um, and so it was pretty good. Um, uh, next one though. I watched is another Sometimes. Shudder movie, uh, The Boy Behind the Door. Uh, Ooh, this okay. one, yeah, mm-hmm. is I liked this one a whole lot. This is a really good movie. And like I mentioned, The uh, the Sun was a small movie. This is a very small movie. Like this whole thing is hmm. effectively shot in one house with three actors and nothing. Two of them are kids. And that's like Yay, almost that's the cool. entire movie. And they fucking nail it. It's so just scary and just tense yeah. and it, it works really that's really right well. up my alley this is yeah this is on my list for the end of the year and this is the movie that's about the the there's like two kids that get kidnapped and one of them gets out but he doesn't want to leave his other friend behind is that what this exactly is? that's yeah. the conceit okay. of it yeah 
Um, and it's, oh my God, I mean, it's really, really well done. Uh, for, and, you know, all these movies that focus so hard on kid acting can always suffer for it. This one doesn't really. I mean, it's up there. Mark, when you say it's on your end of year list, you mean it's on your list to watch by the to end watch. of the year, not that you've seen it, and it's one of the best movies you've seen this year? Correct. It's on my okay. to-do list. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because we are almost in Q4, I and can't. that's scary. I can't do it. <laughs> But this what is, happened um, to this entire year? It's already Jesus August. <laughs> Christ, it's insane. Um, but this movie does is I very much recommend this movie. It's available on Shutter to watch. It's called The Boy Behind the Door. Um, it's it's really good, really well done. The direction in here is this guy can fucking do some stuff. So I'm excited about that. Next up, I watched a movie called Freaky, which is finally available on HBO. This is one mm-hmm. I really wanted to watch for the like last end of year, year contention yeah. uh, best movie last year, but it was like eighteen ninety nine to rent or <laughs> yeah. something for a bunch of months. So like, no, thank you. We would have had to have uh, all been together and watched it. It's just too steep at that point. It sucks because yeah, it's, that was one that should have been discussed totally. last year. If we were yeah. professionals, <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, anyway, this movie is—it's uh, exactly what you expect and hope it to be. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's really well made. I'll tell you what, Vince Vaughn's performance is twice as good as I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be very good because it's this is like a for people who don't know, this is a body swap movie where Vince Vaughn as a like psychopathic serial killer body swaps with a high school senior, um, like a timid high school senior girl. Um, and so Vince Vaughn is running around acting like a high school senior girl and it is perfect. He, his performance is twice as good as you expect it to be. And what I is it twice was- as good as very good? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, really, really, it's it's very, very good. Really, really, very, very good. <laughs> yeah. Reason to watch this movie. He does yeah. such a good job, and it's hilarious. It's now, not doing anything you're not expecting. But does he do a better or worse job than Rob Schneider did in The Hot Chick? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Obviously worse. Is that the movie where the guy had a dick for a nose, and he came on people because he sneezed? What? I think that, that also that, I think that was that a movie. fever dream that you had. Nope, I think that's a Rob Schneider movie, buddy. Okay. It might be the only, the only thing I can think Gigolo. of. The only thing I can... Yeah, is it in that? What? I don't know. It's in one of those. I've never seen any of those Rob Schneider movies. I just remember I hearing either. about <laughs> a guy with a dick for a nose coming by sneezing on people. Oh, my God. See, now yeah. that's a movie we should review. This is why we need to listen to more of Rob Schneider's great ideas about vaccines and the government. Fucking I moron. didn't know he had ideas, and Jeez. I don't want to Oh, he has a ton of them, and they're all uh, terrible. He's a <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> From the guy who brought you dick nose. <laughs> Mark, Are do you sure it was he either comes th- because he sneezes. Do you get it? I feel like that could just as easily be Tom Green. They're of Tom the Green's, same oeuvre. They, they are, but Tom Green at least goes one level deeper with the comedy. He's like at one level okay. smarter than Rob Schneider, I think. Is he? Have you seen Freddy I, Got Fingered? I'd like, I'm just trying to insult Rob Schneider as much as I can. That's and fine. Okay. M- Tom Green stupider. has done enough... Th- I, I don't think Tom Green's problematic, so I'm oh, gonna. We don't know. You can make an honest mistake. Whatever. I can make an honest Learn mistake. Learn and I, I change. Think from from what I know of Tom Green, he actually is on the right side of a lot of arguments. Interesting. He has an exceptionally stupid sense of humor and got famous because he wrote a song about putting your bum on things, which, frankly, yeah. I still find quite funny. It is a funny song. Update, yeah. it is Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. It appears to be a woman uh, who has a penis for a nose. Oh, even better. And Great. what did you Google to find that? Just curious what's in your browser history Dick now. nose. Rob Schneider penis nose movie. Okay. Yeah, it's what I fair. Googled. You but, have yeah. to be very specific. You need the long tail or you're going to get some weird shit. Yeah, curious what happens when you take off Rob Schneider from that. Yeah, I'm uninterested. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Freaky is very good. It's very funny. Um, while Vince Vaughn's performance is even better than I expected, and I expect it to be very good, it's not doing anything. Like, you know sure. exactly every beat of this movie before you've watched it. The movie um, felt like it would be one that had a ceiling on it, which is why I didn't feel too bad about not watching it, but it's good to know that it's worth it now that you can afford it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's, not- it's on. It's on HBO to watch, yeah. to stream, so. Like, not maybe, far off now of... Now you can maybe afford it. Not far off of Happy Death Day or that other... What was the movie that we reviewed sure. that was about the two girls that were slashers in high school? Uh, y- that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Very, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the category what was I lumped the that, that into. God. Oh, well. This one has more movies. the high school humor going on, you know? Um, but it, it, either way, it's very good. Um, lastly, uh, another Shutter movie, The Super Deep. Tragedy here. Girls. Or something. Uh, Tragedy right. Girls, yes. Tragedy nice. Girls is good correct. Pull. Good yes, pull. Good work, Jake. Uh, the Super Deep um, is a Shutter oh, yeah. exclusive movie. It's streaming on Shutter. I really liked this movie. This is the, uh, I think it's set in the 80s, but it's like, doesn't really matter when it's set. It's in a Russian science facility that's like, you know, a half well, mile below the surface. Isn't it supposed to be the actual the one? Like, whatever that one is, the real or whatever it's called, Super Deep? Yes. Probably. Borehole. Yes, I believe it's it's based on that actual thing, except okay. there's a bunch of other, like... Weird differences. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, sorry, Jack. Whatever. Yeah, so. no, it's it's fine. Um, I, I Again, I'm tr- I don't want to spoil this one at all. Um, I highly recommend this movie. I will say it's a body horror movie, very much so. One of the best body horror movies I've seen in How are the memory. effects? Very good and practical wow. and very fun. Uh, I don't remember thinking that they were going to be that good. Fucking terrifying. They're I remember you, thinking it looked pretty good. You did? Yeah. I thought it was something. Uh, the, the first major body okay. horror scene is one of the best body horror scenes I've ever seen. Cool. Um, and it's, they don't shy away from showing you stuff later on in the movie. Like there's, when things are coming to a head, I was like, oh, it's just going to be shrouded in darkness and you're just going to hear stuff from far away. But then it's like, nope, they're, they're, here you go. They're going to show you the fucking thing full so light. So curious, though, why, why do you think that? Do you think they just blew their budget load? At the beginning of the movie, like they already no, no, they, showed they you, did they show it. I was saying I was worried they weren't going to, based on how the movie was going. But they do show it to you. But if they showed you something early in the movie, why would you be worried they wouldn't show you stuff later in the movie? Just the vibe it has going on, because after that first scene, there's a while where you just hear okay. the treacherous thing off in the distance and in the dark, so and the light cuts really low. It's one of those of like showing you a hand, and then the next hand you get, you don't necessarily need to like exactly. Okay. But I then they, they come back later with the pocket aces. So I, um, yeah, I, I really fell off on the poker references. Thanks for picking it back up. You bet, buddy. This movie is um, mostly in, I mean, it's it's all, it's in English, uh, but everybody has Russian accents. It's one of those. But sometimes they speak Russian in their subtitles, so that's kind of weird. But uh, mm. <laughs> it's definitely worth your time, especially if you're into body horror. Um also, it's like a better underwater movie, even though it's not underwater, than a lot of underwater movies. Like, the base yeah, feels yeah. really claustrophobic. I'll well, yeah, because they're like a kilometer below the surface yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? That's yeah. good. But Thanks fucking, for giving Shudder a workout. God. Well, man, I just throw it on. You know, when I don't know what to watch, throw it on. Something's on there. Um, but this no, one is specifically I'm, I'm on serious. my list. Yeah. Uh, and, I like, watch watch this movie. It's, it's fucking freaky and good. Uh, I don't so. like this where Jack is one week ahead of me as far as my viewing queue go goes because Super like Deep the same is also movies you mean yes mm. All, b- both of these were on my list for watching within like the next week well I mean I made my list wait a which days two ago. this and the boy behind the door yeah okay yeah well Mark you'll never be able to predict what I'm gonna watch because it's just fucking chaos I don't ever know either. all I have to do is log into Shutter and see what the first thing to pop up is yeah <laughs> or HBO or Amazon Prime or whatever one I choose that week. Uh, like one click away from watching Freaky, 
Uh, I guess that was like two nights ago. For that specific reason, I was just like thumbing through. I was actually watching the White Lotus, and then I was like, "I wonder what movies are on here." And then Freaky popped up. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." That's I've a lot of thoughts about the White to. Lotus, but that's not for discussion here. So, that's all I've got. Mark, why don't you tell us what you've watched? Okay, I have one that I didn't bring up last time because my list was getting too long, and I uh, need to bring it up now. I watched Quiet Place Part Two, which is currently available to stream on Paramount Plus if you have it. Um, one of, I think this is like one of the first Paramount Plus sightings other than me watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? So that's kind of neat. Quiet Place Part 2 is much better than I anticipated it being. Which I was the person defending it. I'm on record. Which means that Fuck it you. was exactly good. <laughs> I think that's right. It is exactly good. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's nothing that is exceptional, mm-hmm. but it is a worthy follow-up to the first, which didn't necessarily need a sequel, although it did go out on sort of a... Maybe they're eh, going to make a sequel. I don't though. think they need a sequel. Uh, I understand why they made a sequel in this situation, but... I think there's a lot of things you could do to nitpick this thing. I mean, more so than just the entire story of these things are sensitive to sound and all that nonsense. The actual, What's like, their weakness, writing... Mark? Huh? What's their weakness? <laughs> How many are what there? What is the weakness? How many in the... Three in the area. Um, that, that whiteboard makes a return appearance, by the way. Good. They I have to know what they did. <laughs> Um, what I mean is there's a lot of things you could nitpick about what they did with the story outside of the original, the nitpicks you had from the original. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's stuff here that is very style over substance yeah. and also very much like they probably needed to fill five minutes of runtime. But then yeah. there's also absolutely spectacular, uh, like I'll just talk about the opening sequence. The opening sequence is phenomenal. So it gives good. you, it gives you the exact right amount of information of of how the whole thing started and you get mm-hmm. this from the trailer so i hope this isn't too much of a mm-hmm. too much of a spoiler but i i mean the way they execute that i thought was exactly what you kind of needed to set up the second half of when, the movie that well, is that's what just following this up is, on the ends of the This end is of the set piece horror done very well. When yes. we talk about the right amount of exposition, this is the right amount of exposition where it's like you know just enough about these things but not too much and yeah yeah, it turns out turns out Krasinski's a pretty good writer and director. Huh. And, and a good director. Shocking. The other thing, I, Mark, I just want to touch on here is that I think, I, I want to know if you got this vibe too, but I saw a noticeable improvement in his direction between one and two. Like this one, from some of the cinematographic perspectives and some of the pacing things, like I think this movie from a directing perspective is, is a step up. So he's just getting better and better. I would have to go back and watch them, and I'd be curious to know your notes on that. Because I don't, I wouldn't say that the first one, had anything necessarily wrong with it from a director standpoint, aside from a few lines of dialogue and the dialogue in this one was probably a little bit better. There's more of a time element in this one that plays out and you can do a lot of interesting things with how you edit around that. Uh, and they did that successfully here. I mean, I will say I watched this with, uh, my brother and sister-in-law who are not, uh, horror people and they were, <laughs> it's it's funny to watch horror movies with them because they like pretend that they're not particularly affected by it but then like as soon as anything gets intense all of a sudden they need to get up and get a spoonful of peanut butter from the kitchen and walk back a little bit later just to see what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was fun to watch them get like super duper stressed out while watching this thing nice nice uh what else you got mark um, so following a few jack recommendations here i watched the hollow man or sorry the empty man I watched oh, Hollow Man a long yeah. time ago. I watched <laughs> Empty Man's Man. Bad. The Empty Man rules, <laughs> but it's so em- weird. The Empty Man is, yep, it rules, and it's pretty weird. Um, <laughs> what an opening act. 
man, the first half of this movie is fucking great. Yes. And the second half of this movie is fucking average. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure if this is a good movie or not, but I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um, I, I mean... There's so much to unpack here. It is it is too long. It, what it's over two hours long, and that doesn't necessarily need to be there, especially when you have these like wildly indulgent things like Stephen Root pontificating about stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it stuff. turns out that's mostly all I want to watch. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have someone pontificate, it might as well be Stephen Root. But I. The, yeah, I mean, this is one of those ones that really gets its claws into you with the first things that happen. It's got a great cold open, and if you're out after the cold open, then you're not going to like the movie. So it's an easy one that you can just go in, pop in, watch the first, like, eight minutes uh, and see if you like it or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I am a little upset at the how weak it ended, which isn't to say it had a particularly bad ending. I just didn't think it was as strong as the rest of the movie, and it always kind of sucks to go out It does have the vibe of the, note like that. It has a Stephen King vibe, but they're not quite sure how to end their book, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they do end it, but they don't do it in a satisfying way. Um, but, I mean, just to keep things moving along, you've already talked about it, Jack. The Empty Man is out there on HBO, and it's a pretty solid uh, detective mystery featuring cults yes and spoilers uh this will be on our next draft so we will review this before too long oh my god i have to watch it again jack give Uh me like a few oh my god a few years i don't have two weeks i don't have two hours just to throw around mark i'll I'll probably forget i said that don't worry about it oh he's definitely forgetting true it's that's a very good 3 p.m and i've had two shots of this bijou Hey, speaking of Jack recommendations, I I watched a classic horror movie, a classic horror story. I keep oh, getting your recommendations yeah. wrong by one word. <laughs> um, and Jack, we're I mean, getting into the we're getting into the group project version of this Rocky okay. Horror Worlds. So, because it's been going forever, and I want to talk too. Yeah, this is. I mean, it was a good prank, Jack. You got me to watch an average horror movie. Congratulations. <laughs> what this the was fuck? Like, really, Jack? Yeah. We didn't like this as much as you, dude. Whoa, that's <laughs> this crazy. was. This was on, I mean, it was average, and that's being kind to it. I think that's being kind of kind. I wow. didn't think I didn't think it was that good, dude. I thought it was, it's okay. I really like the cabin prop, and I think that it's well utilized, like you said. I think as a movie goes, it's kind of a lot of meh. It's a lot of meh. Uh, the, the masks, the masks are really good. They're cool looking, too. And the other thing that I'll say sets here. Sets and props. Hey, sets and props are great. Sets and props are great. The other thing I'll say here, Jack, is you kind of fucked us over on this one by talking about how much you sold this one really, really high. <laughs> and I think yeah. it benefits greatly from you thinking it's going to be a low budget weird thing. I also am, the more I think about it, taking issue with the construction of its trailer where we're supposed to forget everything we know about horror. Yeah, that's Fuck them. Garbage. This is exactly what we know I about I don't horror. know that that's, like, I don't want to. <laughs> penalize the movie for that because you don't know how much it has to do with that trailer really yeah. it's a fucking it's on netflix dude who knows right who knows although so this movie I, feels like something that was made for netflix so here's what i thought about it. this movie i loved the the kind of first act of this movie i thought that was fantastic and the, the whole culty stuff it was, was the best act by well. far and then i thought mark you would really dig the transition which hit me very very well when it happens into the like whole different kind of horror movie that it is i thought you especially would like that a lot mark but apparently i'm not i didn't it didn't hit me it didn't hit me in that I, way we were both kind of so we we've, we've talked about this off air 
that that should be abundantly clear at this point. We were both kind of perplexed as to how you struggled to articulate or agree that this was a people getting fucked within the woods horror movie. Because it definitely is. I There's did. Unequivocally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Oh, God, yeah. You took a while. You were like, ah, yeah. I, I said it is, and it's more than that, because it's also more than that. Okay, so you were waiting to see if you want to say more than that or not. You were yes, without spoiling taking... it. What you're, what we're okay. hearing right now is the difference between the words that Jack said and what his inner dialogue was. <laughs> inner <laughs> so monologue. I, I think, I think what this comes across as ultimately is Jack definitely liked the movie more than us. However, yes. we went into this with on a glowing recommendation. Like this is going to be end of the year type discussion. I was like, fuck, I am primed. I'm stoked. I'm going to watch this. Then I watched a movie that didn't live up to the expectations that I had because of what Jack had said. Ah, well, I'm sorry I hyped it too it's much. Not, it's My not bad. your fault. If you like the movie, then that's kind of, like, that's great. I, I think that's a good thing. Not everyone has the same opinions. I thought this was, eh. I do like watching movies in Italian. I, it, okay, one, holy shit, dude. This one I also has a weird language thing where some of it's in English, some of it's in Italian. That pissed me off. I was okay with I it. I didn't mind that at all. What I didn't like, and this movie does try to do a little, I mean, if the trailer wasn't obvious enough, it tries to be a bit meta. Um, I really didn't like and didn't understand how they wanted the whole shitting on Italian horror to land, where he's like, there's no Italian horror. That's not that much of a spoiler. Like, dude, really? Yeah. Really? No like, there's this yeah. whole thing called Giallo? No? <laughs> there's I this movie I... called Suspiria that's like one of the best horror movies of all time? I think... There's this thing where an Italian director recently made waves by saying he's not really a pervert. He just likes I, seeing those things look, on film. I think the idea is that the idea is that the joke. The idea is that the joke's on him, but it doesn't play that way to me when I watch it. Huh. Whatever. Interesting. It was, it was fine. I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. I mean, I'm glad you suggested it. It was a good change of pace. It's a good people getting fucked with in the woods movie, and it has great masks. Yep. Yes. That's essentially all of my list. Jake, you have anything else you want uh, to talk about? All of mine were like group projects, man. And okay. we, I feel like we've been going at this for a while now, so I feel like we can either decide to do them or hold off so we can go full bore on Fear's Street. I'm good to talk about it. Would How you... far into this podcast are we? I'm just thinking 30 of the listener. 38 minutes. 38 oh, and a half minutes. my God. <laughs> Both <laughs> of you can nothing suck an egg. Here. You can we're suck gonna, an egg. I mean... When, when do you think we're going to have more time to talk about Fears Street? All right, buckle up, listener. We're talking about Fears Street. We got to do this in an abbreviated <laughs> fashion. How the hell do we do it? We can't Look, just give us go your thoughts hog. on it. Mark and I both liked it. Uh, yeah, we've already, I think Jack and I have basically already. So waited. it's kind of got to be cliff notes of, of each of the three, right? Like, I. Let's well, start with on. the first one, one. One specific question for you, Jake. Yeah. You, I think, are less into the kind of dumb teenage movie like i would say riverdale mark you said something like goosebumpsy you're like less into well, that as a thing to watch it sh it shares a lot of dna with scream the tv series and on scream MTV. the tv series yeah like that kind of thing i think you're less into both of those from a like get-go so how did that hit you uh let me put it this way i think that those aspects of it were the best part okay uh, I, I thought this was enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's enjoyable, dumb horror that it hits well in the summer. And I've been on record for, I think, two years now because we live in a fucking nightmare apocalypse world where I want that. So this landed quite well, actually. I don't think it was great, but I think it's what I wanted. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Now, let me say... I, I, I agree with it. My, my favorite was the second one. I'm going all out of order. My favorite was the second one, which is it takes place in 1977, 8, 78... 
1978. And it's right. because it's the most like the types of slashers that all of us really enjoy. The yeah, classics. that's the Jason entry. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, look, a summer camp in the 70s where, you know, counselors and kids are getting fucked with, pretty cool. Like it. Fun. Uh, second, pretty close second was the first one for me, 1994. Yep. That one is also quite good. Really dumb, good, fun slashings. Some great deaths. Good gore. Bread slicer. I had <laughs> put off the reason. Yeah, the reason I hadn't caught up and I wasn't ready to discuss it was because I had put off the 1666 version. Um, I didn't want to go back and do like a period piece with Puritans and all that shit. And I am really happy with a the choice they made in this movie because I didn't have to sit through an entire movie of that. And that's all I'll say. You mean an entire of movie? Of that time period. What, which choice are you talking about? Choice within 1666 said. or choice as releasing the, this as a trilogy? The choice within 1666 okay, that made it yeah. so that I did not have to watch a whole movie set in 1666. Yeah. Because the part of the movie set in 1666 can go fuck itself and I hated it. Yeah. that's um, the worst, It's the worst part in our It's by far the worst part, but at least they didn't subject me to a full movie of it. Yeah. Uh, I also thought it was really weird. So this takes place in Ohio and... People weren't in Ohio then, man. Like, you have to not think too hard about I mean, this. Well, not, people European were settlers, people European Puritans not were not mechanical settlements. We're not in Ohio at this point. People that were was, in Ohio. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yes, that was First Nations people. It was not Puritans. Correct. So that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, don't look too close at the man behind the curtain, Jake. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, like I said, dumb horror that was fun for the most part, with the exception of 40 ish minutes of the third one. Nice. Well, we've been talking about this for so fucking long that I need a. I get shot five fucking you. seconds. I get fucking five seconds. To you talked for a world. long time during Rocking Horror Worlds too, or the the. the this the, is still Rocking Lost, Horror Worlds. Lost beers for fears is what I meant. I've been drinking. Oh Baiju. my god. Oh my god. Cheers. Fuck both of you if you look at the runtime. You can say more. I'm not the one stopping you. I like long stuff. I listen to this while I work. Really Shut makes up, the Jack. Hours melt away. Well, shut up. I was because I took a shot. Fuck you. Mm. Wow! Oh, we're going I love the light. I love the licensed music in in the whole series as well. Cool. Yeah, that's one of the things that like really sets. Honestly, that's a it's a hell of a tone setter to start nineteen ninety four with like back to back. I mean, the first six scenes have I think seven different yeah. like, songs. Does kind of suck that it makes movies that much better or like movies with a specific tone because of how much it costs. They're, like boxes indie makers out of the field but it does make them a lot better well yeah i mean it there's a time and a place for it if you're gonna do it do it well prime example my favorite the second movie it started during the 1994 time period with the nirvana cover of man who's old the world and ended in the 78 with the bowie man who's old the world and those are great bookends do that. Do it that well if you're going to do it. I love a good soundtrack. If only yeah. we had watched a movie where we could continue having this conversation about the importance <laughs> of a soundtrack. Oh, well. Feature presentation. I am I love. I've, I've talked for two minutes, and you guys are like, we got to move on. You didn't even want to talk. Fuck you. You didn't even want to talk. <laughs> no, I asked because I'm trying to be conscious of the listener's time. I had to talk, courteous. You, in, I had to talk you into it. Conscious and courteous, Mark. The two Cs. Good content. Those <laughs> Content is the third C. Conscious, courteous content, Mark. <laughs> Over at AdzHorror.com this week, we watched 2019's The Perfection. Now, Mark, you picked this movie, mm-hmm. and I do know why. You've made fun of me two times for not knowing why, but I do know why this time. But explain why to the listeners. 
Um, this is a test. He doesn't. We know. have a we have a bad habit of selecting our favorite movie of the year on our yearly omnibus episode, and then not having reviewed it. That's to the point happened. where I think actually only one of them that we've ever selected had a pre-existing podcast, and it was like the fourth podcast we ever did. Are you sure Hereditary wasn't our top pick of Hereditary year? Hereditary has not won, I don't think. Okay. Wait, this won one of the years? Perfection did, yeah. It won? Yes. Fuck, dude. It was we definitely did. my top one that year oh because my God. I had I only watched six movies that year and Bird Box was on the list. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is better than Bird Box. Boy. I mean, I guess, yeah, you could probably take this with a slight grain of salt because I didn't go back and actually listen to the Omnibus, but I'm pretty sure I remember which ones won because I... This was definitely my number order. one, and our number one is worth a lot of points, and I think yeah, it was it would have been my number, number one two, as well. So. And Mark's number my, one. I don't think it was on so my that, top three. I, uh, I don't think it was on my top three. So in any right. case, I've been on a, the last few picks, and I'm going to keep this going until we've knocked all of them down. Um, good. I, I like it. It's a good I, idea. I've thrown on our favorite from whatever year it oh, was. Oh, no. I have to watch his house again? Oh, goodness. Oh, God. I, sure I hate, hate watching terrib- this fence. good movies. <laughs> yeah. I like watching terrible movies only. Um, they're good. You only pick bangers or stinkers. Yeah, Mark's not. You, the Mark's I not mean, big on you, the middle yeah, ground. Well, it sucks to talk about average movies. Content. One of the three C's, Mark. Okay. <laughs> one of the three C's is just content. Yeah, it's good content. <laughs> He's thinking about the content. He's oh, you're I didn't know if you were berating the him or complimenting C. him. My I, God. I truly have no idea whether or not he's complimenting me or berating me at any given time, ever. It's hard to tell gotta keep Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah. That's why just he's such a good supervisor. Mark, just don't make mistakes. It's like I'm either being negged or posited. We don't make mistakes. Posied? What's the opposite of negging? Just being nice to people? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just being a good person, man. <laughs> now, that's the content that we need right there. Courteous content. <laughs> anyway, Mark. Uh, I guess we could talk about. We've all seen this once before, I think. I've watched it actually two times before, so that was a lot. I've only seen it once. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if I've seen this twice now. I, I've definitely seen it twice now. I can't remember if I've seen it thrice now or not. I'm pretty sure this was my second viewing. I this was certainly my thought about viewing. watching it more than once because Logan Browning is very attractive. Yeah, so is Allison Williams. She's so great. is Allison Williams, but kind of playing second fiddle here. <laughs> Fair. Anyway, Mark, you picked this movie. You know what that means. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Charlotte is a cello player who, after her mom dies, returns to meet the young master Eliza, Lizzie, whatever her name is. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, uh, who is the new protege of her previous teacher in China. They go on a whole uh, detour thing where she convinces Lizzie to chop her hand off. It's a big old twist halfway through the movie turns out they've been sexually abused by this guy who's running their cello academy and it was all a ruse to try and get her to break out and then they team up uh, after these tricks are played and basically just systematically murder this guy <laughs> to pieces I, mean, I yeah. guess they don't necessarily they murder don't actually him. Kill they him. dismember they him, him so his all. eyes yeah. shut so his mouth shut and then play cello together for him with their wriggles around ostensibly he won't be long for the world Although I mean, they, this is clearly some time after that that, that but climax. Based on scene. this movie's understanding of medicine, he might live on forever. They might have made him immortal. <laughs> You're right. I'm trying to think. I I feel like there are other. 
I know I've seen a similar scene with like other people in it before of the completely disembodied thing, but now I can't. The walrus is a, like a similar kind of example. The walrus. The walrus, kind of. Sorry, it's called uh, Tusk. Yeah, you guys yeah, both. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> that walrus movie, you know. I followed, I followed suit, and I shouldn't. Cuckoo Wait, I know you, mean, you know, though. buddy. Cuckoo Kachu. Yeah, no, Tusk, and I was thinking of the end of... Um, the Audition? The, no, well, also... <laughs> I mean, yes. One. I mean, yes. <laughs> Fuck. Well, at this point, it would be a spoiler, actually. I don't want to give away what the end of another You don't movie want to is. spoil a 16-year-old movie? Not No, I wasn't specifically talking about Audition. I was you know, if anyone gets pissed day. off because of what we just said about Audition, whatever, I think we... No, Mark's, Mark's, Mark's talking about a different movie. I'm not years. talking about Audition. <laughs> Someone gets this. Mark, tell me and I'll bleep it. Tell me and I'll bleep it. I can't even remember what the... It's like... Is that what it? The prequel to... Correct. Yeah, yeah. That's the ending of... I was going to agree with that. I mean, the... the uh, Oh, my God. I can't even remember. What's what's the, the kind of movies where they're all... The anthology, anthology? movie that contained yeah. Art the Clown. Baiju. Yes. yes, that one. Baiju is a hell of a yeah, thing, Yeah, Baiju's got some kind of kick. <laughs> I mean, forty percent of what you just drank was basically Everclear, if you think about it. And I'm almost all the way through this bottle, which listener is six point nine percent, or six point nine fluid, six point nine fluid alcohol, fluid ounces. I'm in <laughs> fluid trouble. Alcohols. I'm in trouble. Someone help! What do we do next? Where are we? What's happening? Uh, well, Jack, we talk about what the fuck subgenres of horror this movie fits into. Yeah. Oh right. Um, psychological. I'm trying to think. Of, it feels like it should fit into <laughs> revenge. I mean, we have we have to have revenge on the list, and it's a revenge movie. That's a good point. I actually don't know if we do have revenge on the list. We should. We haven't watched a lot of those movies, though. We do not have revenge on the list, like, aren't guys. Right? We hey, haven't added anything to this list in a long time. <laughs> when was the last well, edit? Uh, the last one was tourism. No, but like, what was the date? Uh, it was when we did Joyride. Oh, so, so not like that long three ago. weeks ago. Yeah. As the episodes came out. I like that we're like five years deep into this podcast, and he's like, it's been a while, three weeks. I mean, there were times when we were adding like three or four categories per episode. So it's slowed down. This is going to be one of the longest documents in the history of humanity. Well, no. Well, maybe. (laughs) Not even close. Have you proved it? Jake, the longest document in the history of humanity is the just title of the show sheet. Yeah, of this episode. <laughs> copy, of, copy, of, copy, of, copy of 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 the real what ones. No, yeah. What about. even is the? Now I'm curious. If you scroll all the way to the right, what was the show sheet even for in the first place? I think I started with like episode 140. Started doing it. <laughs> Okay. And started, so, you used to be mad at me when I kept doing it, but then I started ignoring you. Oh, I, st- I stopped paying attention, too. So we, we have roughly 100 copy of. Yeah, the, the outcome was just that we used to look at the show sheets so that we were relatively organized, and now we just don't look at the show sheet anymore. That's what, what it's you, called. You guys don't have anything on the show sheet. Exactly. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> you never did. We, that's a lie. We, we became professionals, and we didn't need to worry about such trivial things, Jack. There it is. Such trivial things. Look, as being prepared. I actually think one of the things this movie does right, which is, this is a transition point from the what in the fuck subgenres to what the movie does right, is that it's kind of hard to fit into a box. But when you watch it, it is definitively a horror film. Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't like two have... different horror films stacked back to back. This is yeah. a grindhouse that's masquerading two as and one or movie. Three, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, kind of yes though. Like it's very difficult to be like it's this subgenre of horror, but. When you watch it, you know what you're seeing. You sure do. Like, it's... there's a bit of body horror with what happens in one of the acts, but it's not body horror. I wouldn't put that as one of the subgenres. Why are you saying it like you're not wanting to spoil it? We're heavily into the spoiler zone here. No, it's fine. I'm still trying to... I'm towing the line 
the hesitations. We're just into what the movie does segments. right, Mark. It's because I hadn't announced it officially. Here we are in what the movie does right, though. I need our fearless leader, Mark. <laughs> and uh, I am lost in fields of bijou over here. Now, I assume as we walk in fields of bijou, I assume the, weird. I assume the uh, body horror you're talking about is the hallucination she's having of the ball, the bugs, bugs with her yeah, arm. Yeah. yeah, that's legit body horror and is horrifying. Well, yeah, and like puking bugs and stuff like all that whole thing is it hints at body horror. It doesn't go full bore body horror. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of bugs crawling out of her arm. There's spiders and stuff. And she vomits sucks. spiders, dude. The maggots in the vomit on the window. No, but then she also vomits spiders. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's her. when it's like a little bit overboard. Yeah. Well, how did that hit you? Did you like that? I mean, that was CG. So it didn't it bother me. Okay. Yeah. I figured as much. Well, like I, it bothered okay. me. It was disturbing to watch someone vomit bugs. But, but it wasn't. A, it didn't trigger your arachnophobia. It didn't. No, they yeah. were. I don't know. It was. To the side of it, I guess they're kind of they're, they're kinda also like, not spiders necessarily. They're like, the yeah, they're maggots. spiders, but they're not. I you're kind they're kind of like mites. They're kind of yeah. like mite spiders. They're, they're, they're almost they're, like they're, they're, they're body mites. I think you know? <laughs> no, there are a couple legit real deal spiders. <laughs> their in that bodies piece. are substantially larger than their legs, which I feel like is the scary thing about spiders. Is their legs are so fucking. No, weird. I, daddy long legs don't bother me. Well, that's fucking weird. They're daddy also not spiders. Creepy. They're not spiders. Oh yeah, oh Mister, is there not spiders over here? They only have six legs. They're not. Yeah, and water isn't wet. And it isn't. Water it is wet. And water hamburgers. is wet. I'm, I'm already angry. I don't want to do this. <laughs> hamburgers aren't sandwiches. We're not doing this right now. <laughs> we are too deep for how not far we are in the poison is a Poison is a mount, Jake. Poison Something can't amount. be poison. We're not doing this. I love I loved the greatest hits of Jack being an absolute asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you mean correct? Yes, Jack, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> he rolls his eyes. Okay, so I want to talk about the thing that made this movie stick in my head in the first place, which is the specifically the scene with uh, Deuce Mob where they come yeah. out, like the, the twist at the end of the movie when Allison Williams comes out with Logan Brown. Well, I guess Logan Brown comes out first. So fucked up we didn't even know she stabbed She didn't even know we stabbed her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right after, yeah, exactly. Right after the wife collapses. Um, this movie... Is ninety percent classical. If you look at the soundtrack, it's it's Chopin and uh, Tchaikovsky. Not, I don't think Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Uh, <laughs> Just say Chopin. Just leave it at Chopin. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Chopin. You know the classics. Totally. Bach, Beethoven, those guys. Um, there's a lot of like choral music playing in the background, and then they they have two different like punctuating scenes with this like kind of hard hitting hip hop, and I fucking loved that. Like honestly, without the first scene on the bus is less important, but was one of the things that originally hooked me in. And then the turn of the womp, 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 womp of the Deuce Mob song. It's and then so Allison good. Williams comes out. It's so good. Is it like truly an impeccable moment of film. I fucking love it. It's what this whole thing is about. It's it's so fucking good. It's which, a, it like, goes hand in hand with Allison Williams being just a terrific She's not really a villain in this movie, but she's kind of a villain, and she's such a good horror villain. I think for horror viewers, too, this is on the heels of Get Out, so you're expecting her to continue to play that role. And the fact that this movie goes through multiple twists and turns, they they did a smart thing if you were existing during that period of time. If you just exist now in the future and you go back and you watch these like not related to themselves from a timeline perspective, it might not hit you the same way, but... Having watched Get Out and then going into this, coming out on Netflix, featuring her shortly thereafter, pretty smart move. She does the transition from 
like likable, relatable, caring, empathetic person to full on stone face so good at that. I mean, so it so perfectly. I, I pulling, hate pulling the meat cleaver out of her backpack and just be like, "Well, you know what you got to do." Yeah, you gotta it's, cut your hand off. Yeah, it's it's like almost it's not almost what the movie does middle. It's what the movie definitely does right. I don't want to say she's typecast, but like they were, they kind of were like, "You're so fucking good at this," and get out, do that in a very similar way for this film. And she, did, I will and say, it works, and she did, and I, it was great. I disagree with this take slightly, only because I think slightly my is fine. I think my appreciation of Allison Williams' acting abilities has evolved substantially since I've seen both of those movies. Say more. Um. Get Get Out came out in what 2018. This was 20 like middle of probably September 2019. I think, um, I think it was like a uh, like a midsummer movie, but, but whatever. Same thing. I don't think. I mean, I had only seen Get Out once. I I don't think that I had like anchored her in my head as like the psychopath, and she's enough of a well. I mean, I chameleon really... that it wasn't really something that like was playing in my brain is like, oh yeah, she was the crazy person from Get Out. Is she I bet in much else that I just haven't seen? No, that's that's the other thing. Is she's like I mean, she was doing like internet sketch videos not that long ago, like Jake and Amir stuff on college humor. I mean uh, she's doing Brian Robinson's daughter to me, you know, and then she did that shit in Get Out, drank milk but like a psycho. Mark wait, Robin Williams' daughter? Brian Williams. Oh Brian the anchor. <laughs> um Right? Brian. Wait, right? Mark Get Out came out in 2018. I Do I have my years confused? I didn't think Get Out came out in 20. I thought it was like 2017, like January of 2017. Almost. Okay, so maybe so then there's two years. I'm not prepared for that to be that long ago. I th- yeah, it looks like Get Out was 2017. Okay, so there you go. Get Out was 20. So there's two years between these movies. I don't know if I would say. I mean, I obviously knew who she was when I watched this movie, but I. Now you're just showing me pictures of Brian Williams. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you'll know who that is. I do know who that is. Well, the... you looked at me cross-eyed. I thought, for whatever reason, I went to Brian Adams when you said it. Oh, yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but we're circling the thing here, which is that I don't, I didn't have a firm, like, line of yarn on, on Allison That's Williams' acting career. That's all I had on her, career. with that movie. Okay. She drank milk. Yeah, with a straw, Normal Mark. With drink, a straw. Normal people drink milk. No, they don't. No, Mark. they don't, they do. Mark. They do. They you absolutely do. You will not do. ever fix this. No, they don't. I don't know why I didn't drink a giant glass of milk. Because we this isn't a movie out. where she does that. No, in Get Out. When we did Get Out, I should have done that. Yeah, that would have been fucked up. You should have drank a White Russian at least. <laughs> watching you drink a glass of milk, I'm sure slowly, and watching it curdle over the course of an hour and a half would have been my fucking nightmare. My God. <laughs> You're basically a McPoyle. I might be doing this during the omnibus. <laughs> oh fuck me! We can all share. I'm gonna bring down like a, a half gallon of milk that we can all share. That'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what else percent milk right? do you drink? You fucking psycho! Two percent. God. Uh, Does that make it worse or better? Yeah, Jake, I don't know which worse. one you think is good and bad. Two percent's no man's land, man. No, you would say either whole or skim. Or 1%. 1%, 1% is, is, is no man's land. Yeah. What uh, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, splitting hairs between the two and one, right? 1% is insane. It's 1% or or uh, 2% are basically the same No, thing. I mean, whole milk is basically like creamer that skinny people put in their coffee. I don't think anyone actually what drinks whole are, milk unless you're- What are you talking about? You've lost your mind. Okay, we're moving on from the milk. <laughs> I want to talk about podcast. something else this movie does right. I only want to talk about milk. And it's something I didn't appreciate until after the first viewing. Because on the first Say viewing, um, did you guys go into, the, when you saw this for the first time, did you have any idea the twists were coming? I did not. Oh, no. heavens no. Yeah. 
the the twist that okay partial partial yes to that answer actually because within the trailer you know that allison williams is behind oh yeah the yeah, poisoning yeah. Yeah. so you do know that part's coming i didn't even remember that from the trailer i but, but then the now, twist yeah. on the twist is the second part of the movie where it was actually uh magnanimous or whatever it was benevolent it was a, it was a haha i made you cut your hand off and now you're not gonna be sexually abused well the and then there's another twist where you don't know that Lizzie's character that they've had there, they've made up, and now they're a lot of twists in this thing. A lot of twists. twists. A lot of twists. It's twists all the way down in this movie. Yeah, but either way, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't even remember the trailer when I watched this, so I I didn't even see that first twist coming. And watching it on multiple viewings, the like visual language of the movie sets it up so well and the cinematography is beautiful the the scene in particular i'm thinking of is when they're playing the cello uh duet uh for the the weird benefactors like in in the pretty early on scene yeah. oh. every time it's not looking the, not the ending one not the ending no i mean that's that, well that doesn't foreshadow too. much at all it is well shot but it doesn't foreshadow much <laughs> foreshadows the credits really well no perfection the, too the scene when they're doing the duet um Every it's it's really interesting because there's shots of the two of them playing together that are straight on, but then every time it's shot from Lizzie's side looking towards what's Allison Williams' character's name? Charlotte. Charlotte. Looking towards Charlotte. It's looking from the ground up. So Allison Williams is higher than Lizzie, and every time it's shot from Allison Williams' perspective, it's much less angled like that, and she's kind of imposing on Lizzie's character. So it like sets these kinds of like narratives up where it feels like this visual storytelling in this is fantastic. Huh. I never noticed that. Now I need to go back and watch this again. Watch it again with that in mind. It's un- <laughs> that scene in particular is wild, but there's a lot of that. Like the way it shows Lizzie down hallways or like how's her coming out of the bathroom when f- she's feeling sick. It makes her, shoots her so small pre-twist. It's really good. Interesting. I mean, I, I feel like, I yeah, now I guess I need to go back and kind of, be a little bit more mindful when I watch that type of stuff. How does it change throughout the course of the movie? Does she get bigger or does she actually get smaller until she's probably ostensibly very big at the end? So she she gets... She's notably in front of Allison Williams in the final shot. I d- there isn't much... Like, it doesn't... She, they stop filming her, like, much smaller than Allison Williams, the two of them in the same shot, after that first sequence. When she is, like, home invading Allison Williams, obviously there's a lot of shots of, like, <laughs> from Allison Williams' perspective of her being huge and, like, imposing and taking up the entire frame. Um, but then at, at, at the end of it, the, I didn't notice much towards the end of it. Like, they're kind of just on equal footing at the end of it, which is also really interesting. Okay. Which is another thing I think this movie does really right. It has that vibe of a like one cut of the dead or even like an Ocean's Eleven thing where it's really, really fun to watch the first time and it works really well. But then it does like the record scratch goes in reverse, does the thing and shows it to you from a different perspective. And it's equally as enjoyable to watch from the second perspective. I With the second viewing? But yes, both. Yes. Uh, see, I actually had that exact same thing written down. Is This is a movie that was like... Very different to watch the second time, and I'm always very appreciative of how strong the writing has to be to tell you the same story twice and have it mean two different things. Or, you know, it probably continues to evolve over time still beyond that. But that's one of the other things that I actually really appreciated about this one on rewatch was 
I felt like it was a different movie. I was now I, I now that. I was in on the joke. It was yeah. like the end of uh the zombie movie that we fucking love that I One Cut of the Dead. I just said that. He just said it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I just Are you drinking one. Baiju too? What is happening? <laughs> I have a I have a I have some pocket Baiju. Give Secret me the Baiju. Of baiju. I, I, I've got Give the me the Baiju. Can I be the popper's person? Uh here's the thing. I agree with you, but I don't know how this would go a third time. I don't know how to go a third time. Well, the I third time you just have to pay attention to the camera angles. Basically, like <laughs> you could potentially continue to go down that rabbit hole and see how it's all constructed with this sort of thing because there's enough there. Like there's clearly a depth, which is good. But it, I was walking into this one wondering how it would hit me and if I would enjoy it the same way. I agree it was two different experiences and I didn't enjoy it as much not like knowing like being in on the joke was not as enjoyable to me as being completely blindsided by a couple of those turns so this was transitioning me into a little bit of what the movie does middle well i don't want to go to does middle yet because i I just have to say it here or it'd be weird that's fair this is my middle now continue with what it does right uh, the opening sequence, the first act like the the everything before the first twist is one of the like best person gets sick and has all the resources taken away from them like i've seen in a yeah. long like her entire illness is horrifying shouldn't and have like, fucking got on that bus not yeah. a lot of movies about shitting yourself on a bus where no one speaks the language you speak but jake at the same time like she that shouldn't have got on the bus but at the same time like if i felt really bad because i was hung over and i didn't get like didn't go do the next thing the next day i wouldn't do most days so that's a weird I, thing kind of also notably at that point she had had like one or two of the air quotes aspirin ibuprofen and yeah ibuprofen yeah and then once she got on the bus she had like six more so i imagine she was feeling like hung over when she got on the bus and then she was feeling like she was gonna die about three hours later so yeah that all yeah it did out. make things worse that's a good point but it's also she- identifiable it's so like frenetic with allison williams screaming at the driver and her screaming i'm gonna shit my pants like i'm gonna shit myself i can't move yeah. i'm gonna shit it's so uh, i don't know it's tense and great i love it every time i watch it I wouldn't say I love it. <laughs> I definitely well, it is very I, tense. Yeah. It's I definitely those, don't love it, but I agree but that it's, it's very tense. Well done. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely anxiety inducing. They do that very well. And then from the like the ma- the maggots and the vomit don't look good. They don't look good they look, from an objective perspective. They look no, they don't. And I, I think actually, they're fine. I actually kind of appreciate. Yeah. I I think that may well I don't know. I'm doing and some legwork. Right? Are they are they doing that to like foreshadow that that's that's yes. a hallucination? Is that why the spiders look so shitty too? That's this is what I choose to believe. Fan yeah. theory. <laughs> I mean, Fan it's theory. cool that they let themselves that out. <laughs> look, this movie didn't have a lot of CG to do, really. No, other than I guess not having any limbs on dude at the end. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, exactly. I think that's basically the extent of it. Well, it's that's also bugs, probably a lot of practical with just like blood. black black sleeves around most of his limbs that you. Yeah, you could like green screen it out or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the CG didn't look good, pretty much, on the whole. But I like, guess. but the vomiting, like she, her, like just getting sick progresses so well. From like I'm really sick to I'm really really sick to i'm about to shit myself to i did shit myself well that's the pills man and then vomiting maggots like but even without even if you don't know when you don't know it's the pills it's like jesus what the fuck do you do and they're in the middle of fucking nowhere she looked she took like 70 drugs on an empty stomach and then she fell asleep for like multiple well i mean it seemed like multiple hours which is what allows for the instrumental break for allison williams to play highland park collective collective and like play peekaboo with that kid i fucking love it (laughs) is that your dream right there Play peekaboo with a kid on a bus while listening, listening to, to Highland that. Collective. 
No. Hmm. <laughs> That's a weird dream for anyone to have. That seems like it might be. Well, dream. sitting next it's... to your like tremendously hungover friend. <laughs> I mean, I've sat next to tremendously hungover friends many times. <laughs> what? When? <laughs> <laughs> Give me names. Give me dates. <laughs> Has to be at least a decade ago. So that yeah, part. That drinking. part. That part of the dream I've accomplished, but I have yet to play peekaboo with a kid on the bus while listening to underground hip hop. That's on my uh, uh, heavy bag playlist, though. It's a very good song. Oh yeah, actually, me too. Both of the both of the big bangers in this movie are on my workout playlist. Yeah, very yeah. good, very very good. Because I, of the movie, but that's how I discovered them. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, I don't know. Um, I didn't really have anything extra that we haven't touched on. The two big ones here were that. Allison Williams is what this movie does right, and the narrative structure is what this movie does right. I can't think of another movie where it has this same framework, where there's like essentially two distinct halves. The first half is its own horror movie. It's basically the first half is like a horror short that's sixty minutes long, and then the second half is a revenge plot that's See, like twisty and turny the entire time. I really think it fits into the one cut of the dead framework very well. It's three different <laughs> acts. You see you see the perspective like three different times. Three it zooms back like there's three I, acts. Yeah, that's I mean that's as close as you can get, but saying something fits into the one cut of the dead framework is itself not acknowledging the fact that that is an absolutely fucking abs- insane yeah, framework to use. Totally. I mean it, yes, it's, it, it is very similar to that. I'll, I'll call, it's well. a classic Double Ocean's Eleven situation. (laughs) (laughs) The heist was actually on the viewer the whole time. Yeah, kind of. I didn't see any of those other Ocean's movies. Did the one with all the ladies have two different? It feels like they might have upped the game there. Uh, Ocean's Eight? Or was it Ocean's Seven? That was Ocean's Ocean's Eight, eight, I think. Ocean's Eight, I think, had a... Yeah, I mean, they all have their, like, heisty, like, here's the things we didn't show you, but we're happening in the background type things. Yeah. They're all good except for Ocean's Twelve. Ocean Twelve can soak a cork. <laughs> uh, notable, notable. Uh, Allison Williams and Logan Browning both learned to play the cello for this movie, and I vaguely remember there being some controversy about them like not giving enough credit to the cello doubles. But then I also remember that being quickly squashed because most of the footage that was actually used for the film was in fact them playing cello and not some like deep fake thing that they were doing. That's pretty cool. Deep yeah. fake. Well, that's what basically they did. Using they, a double? So they had doubles on set. They shot some of the scenes with doubles. And I, my understanding is they actually didn't end up using them. I couldn't, for the life of me, find the article that I read two or three years ago when this came out. I, I don't think, think using a double's th- a deep fake, though. It's just using a double. You're, you, no, well, no. They used a double, and then they superimposed like their, face? their faces onto the doubles. I've which got I doubles guess isn't necessarily a deep of the fake, classic cars. Most of, the, of them. Of the Novas, yeah. Doubles triples are safe. Triples are some of them. What does this movie do metal? I don't have anything. I had, I had, I mean, I had Thing Prime, which was just that, like, if we approached, kind of, yeah. I mean, the thing that sticks out to me is that if you watch this for a second or potentially third time or whatever, that twisty turniness that hits you so well the first time is going to be different at best, and at worst, it's going to not be as enjoyable. I think that's a very middle thing. I thought it was slightly more enjoyable. You thought it was more enjoyable the second time? Yeah. I did not. Oh. I, for me, I, 
I want to be surprised the wagons. It like, was exactly the same for me. Like, I there was how? really fun stuff to watch. You on can't them. be surprised twice. It's not exactly. You're, I'm not. The same. Wasn't surprised anymore, but I enjoyed it just as much because there's yeah, stuff to look. I don't exactly. The I don't same. need the surprise. So it's the it's the exact I'm, same. I'm just level here to watch enjoyment. someone get penetrated by an amputee stump. You know. Totally. <laughs> well, that could move us into what the movie does wrong, which uh, I, I it's actually actually you know what this could be middle. I. Obviously, I'm not the person to speak to this, but I always get... It feels like this one gets a little close to having a rape scene in it, that it feels like we just never actually need a rape scene in a movie. Yeah, that was... Uh, and that's what I was trying to transition into with my previous point here, Good John. work, I mean, Mark. Good work. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I agree. End of sentence. I, I agree. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not <laughs> really sure what point... End of sentence. I'm not sure what point you're trying to make. Like, this is a movie that so, centers heavily around the sexual abuse that these two women and ostensibly many others endured. It was... And they don't show it, so, like, that's so good. Here's here's what I... I had this same point in a much broader bullet inside of my notes, which is that this movie is a very tough hang. It's for... As something that... It, you know, is about shitting yourself on a bus and getting way too drunk in China. That's the lighthearted part. Shitting and yourself having, on a bus is the easy part. Exactly. And having... <laughs> That's as fun as you'll get. And having... But who hasn't like, been there? The, the way this bus, thing like, progresses goes from kind of like romantic comedy to weird body horror to regular horror movie to fucking dark. And, and if you're like going through that progression with anyone who's not prepared for it, this movie is a tough hang. I, yeah, yep. I don't think that this is the type of movie you'd watch with many people. Oh no. my God, no. Which is weird, because this, I mean, this is a front pager when it comes, I know Netflix is cycles, and they're super quick, but when you see Allison Williams' face on this post-Get Out, and you throw this on just as someone who might have watched Get Out, which is a wider swath Again, than two what years this is for, came out. than what this is for, that is going to be a weird thing to have to sit through. Yeah, I mean, I just imagine a world where, like, I put this on with my parents, and then at the end, the credits are rolling. There, it's like, what is wrong with you? What did we do? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I love it. Yeah, great movie. Love best of the best of the year. Best of the year, parents. What did you think? You're grounded. <laughs> Never see us again. <laughs> Man, yeah. Oof. Did we talk about like how tight the movie is and what it does right? What do you guys think about the pacing? Like, there's no wasted space in this movie. Tight is probably is not how I would describe this. Do you know okay. how? Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever play with like marble structures as a kid? Yes. The, marble. He knows what I'm talking about. Marble. Yeah, marbles. You put the marbles in the top, and they go through like obstacle courses and play with stuff. Okay. There's the YouTube channel that's like the Marble Olympics now. That John that's Oliver what, made like insanely popular, and now like millions of dollars are bet on it. That's okay. A Jake doesn't know what we're talking about, I, and no, you need I to go did. down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Do I? Because it's, oh. it's fantastic. Yes, that's phenomenal. I love it. I love it so much. I like it, but I have a gambling problem. So, but, we, <laughs> but we're, <laughs> we're distracting from my main point, which is that this—that's how this pacing feels to me. It doesn't feel tight. It feels like it gets from point A to point B, but like it's just random Brownian motion of marbles pling plonging around <laughs> huh. inside of there's there's bounds on the outside of the track that it can't go past, but like it's just playing plinko all the way down until you get yeah. to the next thing. <laughs> That's I, what the pacing feels like here. It's kind of like I understand though. what you're saying, and I would agree mostly with Jack. I think you're making an interesting point, though, Mark. The only part that to me that felt a bit bloated 
on second viewing is in the initial act when they're getting to know each other, which I understand is like important for building that interpersonal dynamic that then is so essential to the rest of the film. There's one particular scene when they're on the balcony before they play the duet, but when they're on the balcony overlooking Shanghai and she sees a tattoo and then they talk to each other. And that part, I don't know if it was written not as well as the rest of the film or if they just didn't get the shots that they needed or the takes rather that they needed, but it felt the the delivery or something was rough. Like it didn't work. What's funny about that is they waste exactly zero time getting into it, like creating their relationship. Cause I can tell they don't want to like spend much yeah. time there at all. Right. Like Logan Browning might be the most, I should say Lizzie in this movie the is most the most forward, forward human being yeah. on the planet. She does. Like, she's she known this person for two minutes. She meets a role model and she's like, those two people are cheating on each other. And God, it makes me wet. Like, she, I, we are she, watching. We are we are watching yeah. three children play cello right now. Yeah, she is hitting on her within two <laughs> sentences at a gala where they're watching children play cello. It's a, uh, it's a lot. Yeah. Suffice that being said, say, that scene. Suffice to say, Lizzie's a lot. <laughs> that scene was rough. Like it, it, something didn't work. The way in which that came across was not good to me, and that made me think, okay, you probably didn't need all of this in retrospect. That was the only moment. We haven't mentioned yet, and not that this is probably a bad time to bring it up because this is in the movie, what the movie does wrong, and holistically, I think we would both agree that direction and writing were what this movie does right. Who but is this we was, both? This was written and directed by uh, Richard Shepard. He was a writer-director combo. I, I, yeah, he has writing credits with several others. But Yeah, yeah, he also, yeah it was also written by Nick so Nicole So it's, it's their fault, the other two. Sure. Fuck them. I mean, they okay. wrote that scene. Okay. I don't know, Mark. Talk over I'm yes ending you. You absolutely were not. I <laughs> it's was. upsetting that you think that's what What point are you making? <laughs> I was just getting out that the, 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 yeah, I was just mentioning the director and writers of the movie. The other one that I haven't mentioned because you were talking over me was Mm-mm. Eric Charmello. And Nicole Snyder are the other writers of this movie. Well, I mentioned that too, and he was talking. I wasn't. You guys are wrong. It's hard to hear when you guys are talking over each other. Like, it doesn't come through on Zoom well. That makes sense. Hmm. You got to move back to Boise, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this whole Hawaii experiment has to be over, Jack. Yeah. Come back. No, come back. I to just us. toured a cool house with a '70s Brady Bunch style intercom system. You think I'm going to leave that shit? See, but Jack, the problem with buying that house would be that you'd be uh, like asleep one night and then you just hear like whispers coming through the intercom. Hello, that's what I want. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> the, the agent was telling us like this intercom system hasn't worked in 30 years, and I was like, okay, one, I think you're lying about that. It hasn't worked in. F- 50 plus years like literally 50 years <laughs> i think un- it was i think it was installed in the late 60s early 70s i think it has it worked for two weeks like all those intercom system did intercom systems did but also that's the first thing i'm going to do when i get there is fix that intercom system and then it'll work for two weeks probably yep fun you gotta get some old like Jake, tube you don't understand there's one in the kitchen and one at the dead end of a hallway. I can go into the hallway and ask my <laughs> lovely wife to bring me a beer in the hallway. What a pointless thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, wait, how many square feet was this house? Was it like 900 square feet and it had an intercom system? It's like 1,100. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, not that's, like, that's like my house. Yeah. <laughs> that's so small, dude. You need an intercom <laughs> system, Jake. And uh, Jake, it's like if your house, if there was no. an intercom system in the kitchen and by the front door. Like, that's the only... I need to not whisper in that case. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes, it was the most useless thing I've ever seen. But nobody... It hadn't been fucking touched. There's a wet bar, too, with a leather, like, trim. 
<laughs> the leather trim takes up a substantial amount of space in that house. Yes. Yeah, a, subsi- a substantial the, the portion bar of the is cubic a, feet of that yeah, house. The wet bar is, the is a statistically significant percentage of the square footage, yes. I can't believe it. What a... I mean, it wouldn't be statistically significant because it's an N of one. But in any case, Ooh. the... I never took stats. <laughs> the scheme, clearly. The scheme that <laughs> Charlotte uses to get Lizzie to chop her hand off is way too complicated. Oh, my God. There's, it makes there's no There's too much of a Rube Goldberg sense. machine in this, it's <laughs> this ma- movie. And that's like her. That what it. That was her obscenely complicated plan, and it worked perfectly. And it's still very stupid. It's yeah, very exactly. Stupid. She's just like, okay, I'm gonna mention that there's a bug. I'm gonna drug the fuck out of her. I'm gonna hope that she asks me for more drugs, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope the bus driver kicks us off the bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The but there better not be a hospital. Uh, and then I'm just gonna steal this meat cleaver and hand it to her and hope that, and that that'll yeah. probably take care of things yeah 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 we're good as i wonder what her plan b looked there's like. no other way this could go wrong i mean the plan b is what plan a should have been which is just like give her propofol until she passes out and cut her arm off <laughs> and be like yeah i don't know there was a group of bandits that swept through here they, see but jack that's more malicious right like even in the aftermath of that there's something about having cut your own hand off that's like I would be different. so much more pissed off if someone convinced me through hallucinogenic-inducing drugs, hallucination-inducing drugs, hallucinogenic drugs, to cut my own arm off than if they just fucking came up to me and cut my arm off. I mean, in a way, it did induce her to take more hallucinogenic, so it was a hallucinogenic-inducing. <laughs> hallucinogenic yeah. I, this is a weird thing. I don't know that I would be. Oh my God. I mean, they do so have that specific pissed. line in there that's like, I talked to the police, and I was the one who chopped my own hand off, and she was gone, so I was the one who took the drugs. Also, they could do about it. They they give that in there to make people like you placated, but that's not right. That's not how yeah, any of that like would work. People like you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel I feel condescended to. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I feel so small right now. <laughs> if I were being shot on on a camera, the camera would be above me. You know what I mean? No, I that's do. how I feel now. Fucking now I, I do. feel like I feel like Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. But Mark, you're you're 100 percent right. Her scheme is buck wild. <laughs> it's so complicated. Didn't it was? It also yeah. involves her stealing a meat cleaver from the random restaurant they go to and not getting caught. Well, for they're her. in like a they're in like a hawker center. Like there's just like. And you don't think those cleavers. you don't think those I mean, butchers yeah. would miss their cleaver? Those cleavers are very well. Cared they would for. definitely miss their cleaver. Yeah, but they're miles away, Jack. Miles. <laughs> I do think it's kind of funny that we've talked so much about Ocean's Eleven because that does kind of feel what this feels like. Like they just yeah. wanted to get a heist level scheme. Yeah, they none, none a, of it would work, but here on. it all is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this insane Rube Goldberg, machine and it seems cool because of the off. twist, but. And especially because, like, really, the MacGuffin of the whole thing is just like, yeah, we gave her drugs until she cut her hand off. Like, that was the whole scheme. <laughs> the sch- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her drugs. I'm going to mention that there are bugs somewhere near you. So- and she's, that's definitely going to lead to her cutting her hand off. Here we go. Just watch. <laughs> watch me now. I mean. Blow the fucking whistle, Mark. Now you've made, uh, now I've got the, blow the whistle. Nice. Ooh, we're back in business. He's now we've got the whistle going. back. He's and still here going. we are. Wait, have we been without the whistle for very long? I was do- I edited in some whistle sound effects. We what? were without the whistle for exactly one episode four weeks ago. <laughs> it's the one that that's just came what, out. That's I think. the last one that came out was yeah. a month ago. Unbelievable. Um, 
she cuts her hand off nowhere near where she saw the bugs coming out of it. She saw the bugs coming out of like an inch above her elbow, and then and then she cuts it off, crawling at the on her hand, and then cuts yeah, off her hand full on they're, up to that her is elbow. The wrong yeah. place to cut your arm off at. You need to get it cut off where Allison Williams' character eventually has her arm amputated. But also, then when all, they like just below the shoulder. But then when they do show you her amputation effects, it is like one inch. She's got that's like it looks like she cut it off at the right place. She's got like one or two inches of her elbow, like past her elbow. I mean, they might have gone in and medically like done it correctly afterwards she, instead of with a crude like yeah. they're like you're fine we're just gonna cauterize where you chopped your arm off with a meat cleaver <laughs> i guess come to think of it I, I don't really know what the rule of thumb is around like there's got to be kind of a breaking point where somewhere between your elbow and your wrist i don't think it's mid probably got to just go back to the last joint i think so yeah and you're then, not like, gonna have half of your forearm like yeah exactly yeah exactly you don't want like three quarters of it because then you're not gonna fit into the standard prosthetics and stuff i think so most prosthetics have to be custom ordered I mean, many. I feel of like them you are. would know better than any of us. Yeah, you work in this field. <laughs> well, I don't work specifically. In you work tangentially at at very least. You work more than any field. of us do in this field. That is very accurate. But I also haven't worked directly with a lot of prosthetics. I assume that it's probably a little from column A, a little from column B. You have like the custom thing, but also there's a procedure where you specifically cut back to a specific length, so that you can get like the. There'd right be like the normal prostheses, and then you'd sense, have yeah. a customized yeah. Like, you, get, attachment. you get like enough bone in there that it's stable. You get yeah. like the you can tie the nerves off wherever there's anchor points. I don't know. I don't fucking know any of this shit. I work in guide wires and stuff. <laughs> if you have a stroke, call me. Whatever. Hey, another nitpick. Deal. Mask <laughs> yeah. etiquette. Cover the nose with the mask. She puts the mask on and immediately pulls it below her nose. That, that was funny to see the mask <laughs> in come retrospect out in, in today's day and age. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually that's a really good. She's nitpick. totally wearing the chin diaper. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> I was always surprised. Maybe this is something the movie does wrong, but I had I had it in nitpicks. Why is the why are they not more surprised when Charlotte comes back at the beginning? Like these people, just, they know what they did, and then this girl gets away and no. is gone for five years Fully and then just here. shows back up out of nowhere. Yep. And you're like, hey, welcome it, back. Mark, I'm with welcome you. Back I can't, to family. I can't escalate this to does wrong because I'm unaware of the mind of a psychopath that would do, like, I don't know that they wouldn't do that. They probably would because they're so confident in their, like, just fucking awfulness. They're but brainwashing. Brain it reads very weird. I agree. Like, I, I don't know how you could be, I hate, saying this it makes my skin crawl but like good at what you do which is producing good musicians despite the fact they do despicable things and not be aware of the fact that you have a trail to cover yeah you know as a villain right i i can't imagine a world where they aren't concerned that she's going to somehow realize that oh yeah these people did unspeakable things to me and that's not okay and if she had, like, never gotten out from under their thumb, I would kind of buy a little bit more than if she yeah. had been gone for a substantial period of time where she wasn't in contact with them and was just talking to, like, normal people, you know, in, in her day-to-day -day life as she was taking care of her mother. And they're just like, oh, yeah, she's still totally cool with all this stuff that we did to her, I assume. <laughs> she's definitely not back to hunt and kill us. <laughs> yeah. Insane. It it in a way it's kind of a cheap technique that they use to hide the ultimate twist of the movie, which, I mean, very slightly cheapens the overall writing of it because that would be something that I think they'd be a little bit more reticent about. But 
what have you. Really, yeah. I, I think the way they should have played it was that she just shows up without calling ahead. She does some Googling, finds out where they're touring, and goes there, and yeah. they let her in because she's fucking Charlotte Webster or whatever the hell her last name is. <laughs> Probably Webster. Probably Webster. I, I don't know. They say it in the movie, and I can't Wilmore or something. Williams? I, it's, <laughs> I think it's Webster. Allison That's Williams. why she used, she used the, uh, the, the uh, dumbwaiter it in the apartment Wilmore. building she lived in. <laughs> I was doing a Webster but, joke there. You guys but missed I a don't pretty know. deep Webster joke. I, I Webster, heard it and Webster, I just... and Cohen. I was doing a joke about the TV show Webster, but sure. I was doing a joke about Cool Runnings. Also good. Yeah. I don't have any Webster jokes teed up. Unfortunate <laughs> for you, Mark. I know. I just, I did a not bit of a nitpick research. from my perspective, and mileage will vary with this one, but we've talked a lot about how this plays like a, an Oceans movie. This movie comes close to insisting upon itself when it's showing you its hand. It's like, ah, I'm playing. It's really throwing down the hand that it has. And its hand is just like, it was an ibuprofen. <laughs> but it's doing like stylish rewinds and all this crazy shit. And it's like a bit much. I it's don't just think, a bit much. I don't think they actually included the rewind sound effect that like they didn't. But, but they it's, definitely, it's definitely included. It. But they also it definitely feels like. Yeah, it's they, definitely included in my brain. It is. When I watch this movie yeah. again in my memory, it has the... Yeah. This, so this one will bother you to varying degrees, depending on who you are as a human. It didn't bother me that much, but I think it does belong here because it's excessive. So this and they one, do it like three times. This next one isn't the movie's fault, per se. They do it twice. Yeah, they do it twice. At minimum. Okay. No, two. T- yes. I mean, also yes. It is yes. Minimum. Yes. Accurate. Yes. <laughs> um, this came out right around the same time as I think you should leave season one, and the way he <laughs> says I'm not some random pervert is almost the exact way that Tim Robinson says I'm just gonna get in that random hot dog car right before he turns the <laughs> random hands random, and so I cannot. I, it's really hard to watch that scene having watched. I think you should leave because now it's like I'm not some random pervert. Random. <laughs> you just got to go back in time, man. That is a very Jack centric nitpick. It. Yeah, it is very. I like some of the nitpicks on this show. Where just like you can't use specific words because other shows I triggers they remind a me of things I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you remind me of? I other think that's things fair. Whatever. We're our, we're us, Mark. How dare you? That's wear all a we can be. I have nothing else. I'm out I. Of notes. My, I mean, I think it's a pretty sizable nitpick that they just include the dude who gets sick at the concert hall and like there's a contagion from Wuhan. I don't know. I think she's po- crossing. She, I think, I think you're crossing streams. It's not Wuhan, but I don't think, uh, but I think she poisoned him and then probably in order to plant the seed. Is that how that works? They yeah. didn't rewind to show that though. No, they if didn't. they were that this, this movie is unsubtle enough with the, here's the hand we were going to show you the whole here's time. Here's how it happened. That if they didn't specifically show yeah. me her doing it, then she didn't do it. You're right. When they were clooning it up, they should have shown her shown us that part. Clooning it up. Because, yes, that would have made a lot more sense. And in my memory, like from the first time I watched it, I kind of thought that's what she had done, where she poisoned the guy to like start planting the seed there. But... I don't. I'm not willing to do the legwork for the movie in that case that she did. So now there's just this random other random, random. other subplot <laughs> of a guy who got sick at a at a concert hall who I think was the same dude who was cheating on his wife. I don't think it was the same guy. Okay, that's racist, Maybe not. Mark. I. Ouch. 
Damn. Ratings? There's like no there's like nothing he can say to that. It's just kind of a rude statement. <laughs> I assume they didn't pay all that many extra actors to like be around, but the other thing that I want Tens of them, Mark. Tens. T- dozens. There are dozens of us. I the other thing I wanted to say was I do think it's funny that Somehow, everyone in this movie vomits bright yellow, and that's like the only color that ever comes out of any of them. They've all got the same disease. That's what happens when you have the disease. Or at least have been poisoned by the same thing. Yeah, Baiju. I'm about to vomit bright yellow here in a couple I was of minutes. Say you're next. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe that—that's really what Report we're going to see. Report back, Jack. Yeah, we're gonna, we got to make this Patreon. go long enough. There's some weird <laughs> chemical thing that happens when you drink that much whatever it is. The last one I had was that they just they stylized the name of the movie by flipping the E around, and that is indulgent, and it doesn't do anything. It, it added nothing. Upon itself. It added nothing. The closest I could get was that I think they're trying to make the negative space look a little bit like a cello, but... I don't think that's what it is. Nope. I think the movie just insists upon itself. Yeah, you got to flip the E around the, the, for some the, reason. The title made one mistake, Mark. It wasn't perfect. And you know what that means. It's time for punishment. And ratings. That that's kind of what ratings, ratings are. Yep. <laughs> ratings are kind of punishment. You forget the sun in his jealous sky as we walk in fields of you. We over to DC Horror use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Bo Burnham who wrote his belief that you're actually laughing when you write LMAO during sexting. You say LMAO, but I doubt that. And for ten, think about Treebeard who would write going south. I always like going south. Somehow it, it feels like going down here. Stories first getting rich right these movies. Mark, this was your pick. I hope write the thing for story. It was my pick. Thank you for remembering. I gave this a seven. I am impressed with how complex the structure and framework of this movie is. We've touched on it quite a bit at this point. But it does fall into a bunch of its own kind of self-indulgent traps at times with her own insanely complicated... Well, the movie thinks it's complicated when, in fact, it's just she drugs the person and tells her to chop her own hand off. But whatever. There's there's a lot of, like, Rube Goldbergian stuff in here and a few things that probably don't need to unfold the way that they do. But in any case, I would still say, on balance, it is a very strong and interesting story. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. I gave it a seven as well. The, the, you want to talk about you talked about Deus Ex Machina a lot on uh, a recent episode, and this one is... All deus ex machina. Like the fa- the fact yeah. that a yes. drug, a possible side effect of a drug, is like could induce hallucinations doesn't mean will induce sufficient hallucinations for a person to chop their arm off. Like this, also, this there's movie. like different types of hallucinations. Like some hallucinations are just like your hand gets blurry. Yeah, or auditory hallucinations there's or so, something like that. Th- but everything this works is out like perfectly <laughs> for Allison Williams. Yeah, yeah. straight up it, DMT style hallucinations. advanced hallucinations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, gave I it took seven AP as well. hallucination. It is well written. I like the structure. We've talked about uh, uh, one cut of the dead, and we've talked about uh, Ocean's Eleven. Like those, those are cool things to emulate. Uh, but it's uh, not perfect. Not Jake. as deft. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. It insists upon itself. Uh, six and a half. I, yeah, I want to be clear. I think it is as deft as Ocean's Eleven, which is not a particularly subtly written. It's movie not. Either. I don't. I, I don't disagree with the connections to either that has they've been thrown around during this podcast, but I think that one cut of the dead is a rung above this. I agreed, fully agree. Maybe like four rungs above, actually, <laughs> or three in my case. Jamark, world building immersions, second category. What's your world building immersion score? What? Jamark is what my friends call me. I don't know what the fuck he said <laughs> at all. I said a lot of stuff. 
Um, my immersion's a seven. Most of that is from the strong performances of both Logan Browning and Allison Williams, particularly Allison Williams, who carries. I mean, Logan Logan Browning's role in the first half of this movie is just rolling around in agony, telling everyone she's going to shit herself, and then Allison Williams is doing all kinds of stuff. Um, it's 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 fun to watch that chemistry, and then ultimately, like the the charisma of the they have chemistry in the first part too. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. I just love the love of the chemistry is someone doing a bunch of stuff and someone rolling around telling everyone she's going to shit herself. Well, uh, that's a great dynamic. Yeah, it's a good dynamic. <laughs> I know it's funny. Uh, I, I don't disagree. And then the way that the the like the climax of the movie as they come back together, we haven't even talked about like the whole symbolism of of them playing the cello together and all that stuff, which is kind of hoity-toity and artsy for it for insists us. upon itself it insist the movie upon insists upon itself i enjoyed this movie i gave it a seven whatever I'll oh i didn't bring that was your overall you went right I, to it she no she would have bled out immediately from the knife wound she got from stabbing oh my god oh yeah 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 for the record i did have a i did have a conversation with my medical professional wife the cutting off of your arm that logan browning does very survivable assuming you put a tourniquet on it that's that's doable uh yeah, Allison Williams would have been dead. She would have bled out during halfway seconds. through the other girl's monologue. I mean, because not only was a stab all the way through the forearm, but then it ripped up the entirety of her forearm. Every like, blo- she had no arm left. I'm also so much and blood. artery is. There wasn't also, even that much blood. I'm also like ninety nine point nine percent positive a knife can't do the thing that it did. <laughs> if you got between take- the radius and the ulna, maybe. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe, but uh, uh-uh, not gonna happen. Not the way that they animated it. Oh, it's insane. I, I so mean, it looks... I brought that. I didn't bring that up during nitpicks, but whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. I do typically lump in how much I enjoy just the act of watching a movie into immersion, which is why I mentioned that I had fun watching this. That's why I gave it a seven. Yes. And here I gave it a seven as well, Mark. I agree with you. Ah, <laughs> sucker. I also think the uh, the world they build is... is uh, very interesting because they build a couple of different ones. First, there's the no resources Chinese wilderness, like on the bus where it's believable that you wouldn't have a signal and like all that stuff's going on. Like that, that is, there's cool scenery. It's a cool place. And then later on, this weird fucking torture mansion that the lunatic rich people have going on. It's chapel. Um, yeah. The chapel. The chapel. Um, either way, it isn't perfect, but it is a very immersive film. And I think it's noteworthy that it immerses you on like first and repeat viewings. For me, anyway. Jake. Agreed. I think it loses some of his luster on second viewing, but I don't want to rate the movie based on that. I think it's just going to change your experience as you watch it more and more times. I don't necessarily think it was worse. I just didn't enjoy it as much. That's a personal thing. I think it's a very immersive film, and to put myself into my initial viewing of it, I actually went a little bit higher than you guys. I went with an eight for this one. Reasonable. Watching this for the first time has you glued to your screen. There are moments where it insists upon itself, and that's where I have to detract a little bit. The rewinds, the indulgent stuff, like, don't love that, but it's, it's still doing really good things from an immersion standpoint, so that's why it's a high score. Agreed. That's going to take us into Scare Factor. Mark, what is your Scare Factor score? I gave it a four. Uh, there are some things that are legitimately upsetting about this movie, but none of them are particularly scary. Um, I guess conceptually on, scary. <clears throat> conceptually scary, but that's not often the thing that like really puts something over yeah. the top from a scare factor yeah. perspective. Um, you know, they, we've talked about removing resources, and there's a lot of like anxiety-inducing things here, but it's not like a lose sleep over this movie type of movie. 
I give it a six. Um, I okay. think the the initial sequence is one of the scarier things I've seen. Like just that concept of being that sick with that few resources when you think somebody's trying to help you. Like going from being very very sick to shitting on a bus to bugs coming out of your arm to like or vomiting <laughs> maggots in the middle there. And uh, who hasn't gone on that ride before? <laughs> I I have not shit myself on a bus, but I've come close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, I think this movie is very scary, and then it's also really distressing later on, like when they're it, it when there's an almost rape scene on camera is horrifying to watch. But then also when they're f- getting their revenge on the guy, that also is really horrifying to watch. Like this, this is doing a lot of stuff right. It's not quite there on any one of the axes, which is why I'm giving it a six. Like it. It's pushing hard in a lot of different categories, but never really cohesing into anything. But it, it is a six for me, Jake. <laughs> doesn't it doesn't cohese? Uh, I also gave it a four. I I think that there's more conceptually here than I think what Mark said hit the nail on the head. Like it's not something that I'm leaving this oh. movie and and losing sleep over. Watching it is a disturbing experience. You're not gonna have a good time. It's not a good time movie. Know that going in, maybe. And if you're here, then you did, or you didn't, and you still know now. <laughs> you learned your lesson. Either way, uh, yeah, conceptually scary movie that ultimately doesn't make you like lose sleep over it. So it's lower than average. All right, that's gonna take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark, I give it a six. I could really go in either direction with this one because there is some regrettable CG from the bugs standpoint, and I do think the arm scene with Allison Williams doesn't look great, but it happens so fast that it's pretty excusable. Other than that, like sets, very good costuming, very good hair and makeup. Very good. Like there's a, I never really figured out what they were going for with Allison Williams is, uh, like, did she get electroshock therapy or something? Yes. And that's why she's bald because that's how she was dealing with the abuse she had as a child. I, I mean, they have scenes of her having electroshock therapy. Yeah, but they never really connected it to anything, and I was sure why. I don't know. The sequence was shave, strap, shock. Right, but then like, it's like this this big reveal when the she three pulls S's, off her Mark. wig, what? and it does look good as a wig. She has it on the entire thing, and you don't really realize it's a wig until the end. But I didn't ever really wait. So is that a bonus it. for costuming? What are you doing? I'm just what unpacking something live. Oh God! Yeah, great. <laughs> We're doing it live. Oh. I, I want to go back to nitpicks. Can we talk about the wigs? <laughs> <laughs> What was pick? the deal with the wigs? I'd like to go good. back into what category the movie fits into. <laughs> I would like another shake over, in my 30-second plots. And Let's just start over. Um, on balance, it's good. This movie looks generally good. They do a lot of extra stuff that isn't like over-the-top spectacle. I think it's very important to note that they did learn, Logan Browning and Allison Williams did learn to play the cello so that they could make these like holistic shots of them playing for an audience and stuff like that. How about uh, the licensed soundtrack? Also, the licensed soundtrack was the thing. You netted it a six. It's what it's what locked you in, and it netted it a six. Yeah, huh? it was. Well, it was the a priori thing that stuck in my brain. That was uh. the reason that this landed on my list that I wanted to go back and. All right, nice use of a priori. Um, I I agree with cool. you, Mark. Thank you. It, it's what what's I I fully agree with your 
take that they like learn to play the cello because there is nothing more jarring in a movie than like watching a person from the neck down play an instrument and then a hard cut to the actor like playing the same instrument and just trying to make like like their faces that is so noticeable when people don't get it right and here they they i mean for whatever like obviously for people like us who are not cello experts they got it right um yeah exactly that's all very good i give it a seven um I'm, i'm a point higher than you i also am giving it credit for every time i watch this i feel like i see more in the visual storytelling in the cinematography i think which i think is really fucking cool and like stuff that in at least in my interpretation is foreshadowing what's to come later maybe i'm just wrong about that and a fucking jackass and reading stuff in where it doesn't exist might be true <laughs> but i think it's it, that just makes it a fan theory jack fan theory um either way i think it's it's very cool like you said the the bad parts are i think the the vomiting maggots looks actively bad uh the vomiting spiders looks less bad but the vomiting mag like i get why that's so hard to do they're kind of translucent kind of white like i get why that's hard to do from an effect standpoint but they look very bad. Um, also, you know what's easy to find? Maggots. Yeah. Yeah. Also, while we're just talking about, like, the vomit itself is a prop that doesn't necessarily need to be bright fucking yellow every single scene. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, let's wait till I vomit up this Baiju, and we'll see what happens. Um, but either way. Okay, I'll change it to a 10. Yeah, it report comes back. Yellow. Take a picture <laughs> of it. Get a 7. Jake, what is Let your know. effect? We, you circled, we circled the wagons. I'd given it a 6.5. I... I agree. I think that the sets in particular look pretty good. I the the room, the chapel is a memorable place for some horror to happen. I think that that's what will stick with me the most from this film. I'm thinking about anything. You know, that's, it- that's remarkable in the literal sense. Yeah. Uh everything else is kind of okay and the CG looks bad. In that in that same vein actually it's a super interesting shot now that I think about it of the of the main head of the school walking out butt ass naked and the frame is just completely out of focus. It's very I mean, weird. At least you don't have to yeah. see his dong. Kinda. You don't though, kinda also, which is good. Yeah, you kinda do, you kinda don't. Well you don't I have per- to, but maybe you know. If you squint, you can kinda figure out I don't want to see it. For scientific research purposes. I don't need that. I'd take yeah. a look at it. I'm, All right, whatever. I, I take a look at it. I'm just saying it's it's also just an interesting visual effect that they use there to tell you what's happening, but not directly like not be exploitative or explicit with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Overall is our last category. Mark, what's your overall score? Eight and a half. This is greater than the sum of its parts. This is such a weird and specific movie. But also, every decision they make is one that I actually really like. I think it's indulgent in the ways that I kind of want movies to be indulgent, where it does do weird, idiosyncratic things, but ultimately they don't do anything to distract, really, from the actual point of the movie. And, like you said earlier, Jack, and I think I also mentioned what I, what I thought the movie did right, this is one that you can kind of go back to a couple of times and get a different angle on each time. This is, there's a lot of depth to this movie where you can spend time with it and it will imprint itself on you in different ways where each time something different will make an impression on you. And I don't necessarily mean from a story perspective, but just other visual effects, right? We were also talking about like the, the cinematography of shooting Logan Browning from an upward, from downward, whatever, from an upward 
position to make her seem smaller relative to Charlotte and all that stuff. I, that's the type of thing that like, I feel like really gives this movie legs as well as solid performances all the way through from every single character. And then to top it all off, one of the best drops of a licensed soundtrack that you're ever going to get. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm giving this an eight, um, which I think is might be higher than any of my individual ratings. Um, that was the same with Mark. Mark, Mark gave, you gave it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. This, I mean, that was synergistic. Yours is also higher than some. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this movie is or just higher than a hell of a thing usually. to watch. And yeah. for me, it's gotten better on repeat viewings or at a minimum the same. Like it's re- it's it, it, It's hard to overstate the shock value you get when you watch this thing for the first time and how those twists hit you. But it's also yeah. really cool to watch it and see the like visual foreshadowing that I, at least I think they're doing later on. I think that's really fun and really cool. This is a very good movie. Um, and it's, it's uh, a really interesting one to revisit. It's very high for me. It's an eight Jake. I'm giving it a seven and a half. When I initially went through, I gave it a seven and then I thought about it some more. I took a step back and I was like, this feels like it's being colored by my second time viewing of it. I want to try to go back to like the initial shock value, like what you just mentioned, Jack. So I bumped it a half point. Like I didn't really think too much about it. I was just like, ah, it feels like it'd be a half point higher if this was my initial viewing. So that's what I ended up with. This movie's like the epitome of good, not great to me. I think it's worth a watch. I think it's interesting. I don't think that a lot of people are going to have enjoyed having made the decision to watch it, particularly the Netflix crowd, which is very entertaining to me. Um, I like Netflix the idea. Crowd of- likes peculiar things. Uh, sort of, yeah, but I just I I love the idea of people who have watched Get Out being like Allison Williams horror movie on Netflix, click, and then they watch they walk into this. Like I don't think some of that crowd is prepared for what they're going to experience in this one. Again, and you guys are is, you guys are connecting those dots way harder than I think anyone else in the world is. That's that's what I want though. Okay. Like I want to watch that person's experience uh, that gives me life. And anyway, this is a good movie. I just don't think it's great. Fair. Fair enough. I mean, you still gave it a seven and a half, so that's pretty good. Yeah, good, not great. All right. I think that's pretty. I think for you, that's great. Even uh, not it's, transcendent. It's hot. Maybe it's, it's yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. On the high side of great. I I enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's get the fuck out of here. Maybe. You have a you have a pretty stagnant plateau between seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, and then you have one each of. Nine, nine and a half, ten. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting. And thank you for interrupting. Great to me is like eight and a half. We shouldn't even get the fuck out of here. We have to talk about for whom the hell is this? Genre fans, I think. I mean, I want to recommend this to as many people as possible. But also, like we talked about earlier, I you might come off as a fucking psychopath if you recommend this to like all of the people. you I can tell you, it's not for us for people who will like Dallas and Williams and remembered Get Out and then went to Netflix. Like, yeah, I love horror. I saw Get Out. I saw her that's in it. That's what I'm talking about. And she's I, good. Mark, that's what I want to live for, is recommending this to people who like Allison Williams and say they like That's what I'm like, fucking talking about. You guys movies. sat here and blinked at me while I've enjoyed this the whole time. <laughs> Fuck you. You have the same opinion as me. Well, you were couching it as I think a lot of people saw Allison Williams and were like, oh, yeah, I remember her from a movie that came out two years ago. I should watch this and see what happens. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people did that, yeah. I, it's not like it wasn't part of their marketing thing, but... Correct. Uh, I don't think I don't think it pulled a lot of people in. I, I, for Why who, would you think that? that? That's a weirder take than to think the opposite. Well, whatever. Okay. For whom this is for is 
Uh, well, you still ended are... the sentence with a preposition, you asshole. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> because that's how normal... I We're not speaking Shakespearean English anymore, Jack. So how... Wait, for, so how would I actually phrase this sentence? For whom I, the hell this is... Is for as whom follows. the hell is this? Th- for whom the hell this is? Genre fans. Y'all there, both sound done. like assholes right now. <laughs> I know. Well, Finish up. Let's go. Who is it for? I, people who are willing to go there with movies, right? Like there are people who kind of want to go on a ride, and are willing to like go through some twists and turns. And, and you kind of have to know that they can take the subject matter. And if if that's something that you're in for, then then yeah, definitely this is a very well constructed and interesting piece of narrative. And they've seen at least one hard-boiled movie before. If you yeah, like a sure. straight-down-the-middle type... If, if you can handle anything some else? Like, stuff going on and you're interested in like the weird, twisty writing of this thing, there, there's no better recommend. I mean, one cut of yeah. the dead, but there's few that, better Well, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> that one doesn't require the, like, I've seen some shit things. And, yeah. you, and you have a moderately strong stomach where you're not too bothered by someone shitting themselves on a bus. Yeah, that's the least bothersome thing. Yeah. That's who it's for. Yeah. That's for and who the hell it is. And obviously all of our fans, since we fucking picked it on the omnibus. Well, we didn't pick it as our fans' favorite movie. No, we picked it as our favorite movie to recommend to our fans. Is so that what fans. that... I Then I have misunderstood that segment for every year it's happened. No, I'm just... Me I'm, too. I'm, I'm just f- floating that out there. That's I, not... Jack and I didn't sign on to if this. If we... Look, if we endorse a movie as our number one movie of the year, do you think that's not an implicit recommendation to our fans to go see that movie? I absolutely <laughs> do. I think most of our fans don't like like weird horror movies as much as we do. Okay. Fair enough. I think and a substantial portion of our fans like inane banter from three idiots. I also, th- I also think... Yeah, I think our fans know what we're recommending, and they... They're well aware of what's happening, Mark. Am I mansplaining to our fans right yes, now? Yes, actually. So you sorry. might be. That's based so on an sorry. off-air conversation that people are not going to understand, but yes. You might you be, are. But he might be. But actually. he might actually be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Okay, then I then I stand by my original take of whatever. At this point, you know if this movie is for you or for not, because you're two hours in. Oh, yeah. No one's listening anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Hi, John. Hi, Ty. <laughs> 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 I'm just waiting. I'm assuming he's going to cut this, but I'm waiting. Nope, not cutting anything. Fucking, I'm releasing this one raw. <laughs> Please, God, we're leaving no. in all the breaks where we went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Jack's going to talk about a septic system. Oh yeah, I did do that for a while. This has been episode 229 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us, you're probably one of the two people that I think were just on air that Mark mentioned, or maybe someone else. I don't know. If you are one of the people who is not one of the people that I just alluded to, then you should probably consider becoming a Patreon member. Still ending with prepositions, Yeah. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, uh... Never been a better time. All of our proceeds are going to Feeding America. Specifically didn't mention that this episode. Oh, you didn't? No. Well, as Jack I did a whole thing does, of reviews he... instead of Patreon. Things. Oh, shit. Leave us a review, though, too. And then go to Patreon and become a member <laughs> because both. you're still here. Fuck it. You're here. Because the, the proceeds are going to Feeding America, you're going to get the same great perks as you would expect, but know that the money's going somewhere that actually deserves it and needs it and not our dumb asses. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below. And next week, we are coming at you with Jack's last pick of the current crop of horror movies that we have. It is The Children. It's from some year in the 80s, I think. No, 2009. No, 2008. 
It's from like a decade ago. Yeah. It's from Britain. I don't know. I don't know nothing about this movie. We're going to find out. First time viewing. Spoiler alert. For me, at least. Me too. Oh, my God. Why? We're going to find out next week-ish. And until then, get your Bye. buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week-ish, everyone. Conscious, courteous content, Mark. <laughs>